Welcome to the Joe Rogan Experience Experience. If you're enjoying the show, please be sure to leave a like, comment, and subscribe. You can follow us on Instagram at J-R-E-E Podcast. You can send us an email at jreepodcast at gmail.com. And if you feel like supporting the show, you can do so at patreon.com slash podcast. Thank you so much for listening and enjoy the show. You are now listening to the Joe Rogan Experience, Experience with Chico, Simon, Kamar, and your host, Matt Floyd. Hey, welcome back, welcome back, welcome back. Oh my God, to another episode of the Joe Rogan Experience, Experience. I haven't even smoked weed yet. This is fucking sad. Um, Happy Thanksgiving to our uh, Canadian listeners. I know Americans are like, what the fuck is this guy talking about? And to our American listeners, happy Columbus Day. And if you're Native American, we're very sorry. Um, this is the Joe Rogan Experience Experience. Uh, I am Matt Floyd, joined as always by Kamar. Happy Thanksgiving. And Simon. What is up? Uh, the premise here is rather simple. All of us listen to every episode of the Joe Rogan Experience this week. And we're going to rate each episode as well as the week on a scale of one to five Jamie Vernons. And then we're going to dive a bit deeper into uh, some of the talking points, give our own opinions, so on and so forth. Kamar, how was your week? Oh, man, I work in retail. My week was bananas. This weekend uh, off was very welcome. Too many people buy too much shit for Thanksgiving. Well, it's not just that you work retail, but we don't want to get into it too deep. So no, you really probably got butt punched this weekend, but... It's neither here nor there. He had Monday off People for today off. Turkeys. Yeah, happy know. Thanksgiving, everyone. For our Canadians. Simon? Uh, you know, I didn't have a turkey, unfortunately. I got the Shaftola, and it was... Uh, no love. A shitty Rogan week, and yeah, it was garbage. Garbage week, Matt. Thanks. Thanks for asking, though. Yeah, you're welcome. Um, you want to go over the guests? Okay. Uh, 1362 Lenny Clark... 1363 Dakota Meyer, 1364 Brian Redband, and 1365 Cameron Haynes. Yeah. Wasn't Lenny Clark's brother there too? He never came on. Really? He was just there for he the photo? He was in the picture. Because I think he goes everywhere with Lenny. Oh, okay. but just a this time, Like the last time Lenny was on, which wasn't very long ago, um, the other Clark was in studio and was on mic. Gotcha. So for the listeners, I fucked up this week. I thought there was only three. I didn't even see Lenny Clark. So I'm just going to talk to the guys about what they listen to. But I missed that one because I'm a fucking useless tit. I also had a shit week. So uh, throw that on top of there. So this sounds like it's going to be a real happy podcast. <laughs> yeah. No, actually, I uh, <clears throat> I think it might be a happy podcast. I don't have too much negativity to throw around. But we'll see. Do you want to get started or do you want to... Uh, I mean, we can talk about how shitty the week is a little more. It was just after coming off of last week. Yeah, definitely a disappointment. And then this, and I kept thinking to myself, you know what? He's going to pop something good in there. He's going to pop something good in there. And every one, it was like. Well, I think maybe for him, Evander Holyfield was something good <laughs> that he enjoyed sitting down and talking with him. So. Yeah, that's not a, that's an MMA one. That does though, not, you know? does not so. serve our purpose, no. Well, and, I mean, and unfortunately, we don't. Ha- Sorry, Matt. We don't have a hunting category to. Uh, that's what I was just going to say. Offshoot. Uh, I was going to say we've mentioned it a hundred times. It'd be nice if, and I don't expect him to categorize every 
You know what I mean? Like, I don't expect him to be like comedy episode number forty two. Yeah. But, you know, he goes out of his way to be like, this is an MMA episode. So if you're not into MMA, you can avoid this. Um, I think hunting needs its own. Uh, I mean, we're pretty sure with the particular guests when they do talk about hunting. But yeah, I've said that before, too. Yeah, we uh, whatever. I mean, if you're into hunting, obviously, I I can't imagine Cameron Haynes was a bad episode. Mm. Yeah, we'll get there. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll get there. We'll, sure. We'll All in there. good time. <coughs> so we'll rate the week. Um, yeah, that's what we do, right? Yeah, we rate Before the week. The first yeah. guest. Yeah. yeah. Okay. What does the whiteboard say? I don't know. Rate the week. <laughs> How was the week? Rate the week. Yes. First guest. Gotcha. Good. Uh, so yeah, go ahead, Simon. We'll start with you. Four I, I, guests. Uh, four guests, and just I will preface this by saying, none of them did a bad job. They all did an okay job. It was just one of the most boring Rogan weeks I've ever experienced. And for that, I'm going to give it a two. Hold on. Hold on. <coughs> just because I'm trying to get it straight here. Yeah. You just preface that with, this was one of the worst weeks of Rogan ever. Yeah. And then you gave it a two. Well, so the- slightly, you gave it slightly below average. Just to, I'm just trying to get. Yeah. I, I mean, look, I can, I can rate it a 0. 0.5 if you want, but. I, I think that does a disservice to four really good guys. So I'm trying to like... No, but again, we're not rating the people. We're rating the, the episode that we listen to. So you, like, I understand where you're at. You're like, I don't want to shit on a guy like Dakota Meyer. I understand or that completely. Or Lenny Clark, you know? Sure, I, I, I'm with that. We're not shitting on those people. What we're here to do is discuss the episodes we listen to. Well, then this week gets like a one. That's fair. That's all I'm trying to say. Okay, it's tough. Fine. It's tough for me to hear you preface, this was one of the worst weeks ever, and then give it, a below just slightly below average rate that's all that's where i'm at so one and fair enough and if lenny clark's not in there just for like some comedy it's probably even lower than that see i well we'll let kamar rate but i i slightly disagree with you and i'll I'll get into it in a moment go ahead kamar i see what you're talking about the rating system but numbers really don't mean anything to me i give it a two (laughs) great well i'm glad we had that conversation i will say this um, as usual, I have expectations going into everything, which is something I need to stop doing. I didn't think Brian's episode was nearly half as bad as I thought it was going to be. Like, I was like, are you fucking joking? And they were on the NASA suit. So I was like, he can't wear the suit if he's not high. This is fucking ridiculous. But it was a decent episode. He wore the uh, space suit. Yeah, him and Brian were both wearing the NASA suit. But I feel like he was like, hey, you know how you and Duncan did something crazy? Let's do something too. I almost think that episode should have been called uh, Jamie Vernon, Brian Redband, Joe Rogan. <coughs> Good point. Jamie really, Jamie was like a part of the, like it felt like he had a, a green light to talk. The whole time. Yeah. And like unsolicited too, because normally it has to be like, if he hears his name, he can speak up. Their interaction makes me almost think that um, whenever uh, Joe and Brian decide to part ways, Maybe Brian even found Jamie. I'm or sure, what sure, success is just it doesn't matter. I'm sure Brian found Jamie. You know that would make the most sense. Can I ask a question? Because I don't watch the episodes. Sure. When Joe says, "Yeah, Jamie, what you got?" You know what I mean? Like he acknowledges Jamie like that. Is Jamie like lifting his hand or something? You never like, see. You almost never see Jamie. So we don't know. You're what. forgetting that Jamie sort of Jamie has control over the. Jamie almost never puts himself on mm-hmm. camera. Joe's on a swivel seat, just always peripheral. So yeah. yeah. 
me. What do you think though? Because there's definitely there's always a point where he's like. You know what is it? Jamie? I feel uh, put his hand up. <clears throat> put just, I got, that signifies he got something. Mm-hmm. Okay, gotcha. Well, it's he's funny you mention it. It's funny you mention it because I always I tend to give Joe shit whenever he's hard on Jamie, but I also forget that he often praises him like per episode. <clears throat> I guess you can't have the sweet without the sour. If your boss is going to constantly praise how good a, a job you do, then it's just when he feels like just need to answer let's do it yeah but nothing no but what i'm saying though is like i yeah sometimes i'm like man joe was a real dick there and i think it's like wow well, he's his boss and you know sometimes you got to lay down the hammer and and really i i don't really find that joe is that dickish to jamie i mean there was that there's a couple of times where you're like oh he must be having a shitty day or something but 90 percent of the time he's a pretty uh yeah he, that's what that was the point day. i was yeah. making you probably just lost him at quake or something <laughs> they don't play that and anymore. it was then yeah that's over. Anyway. Sorry to interrupt you. Come on. Um, so I can only rate it. I can't throw Lenny Clark even in my rating. So I'm basing it off of three episodes. Um, and I'm going to rate it. Uh, I, I'm actually going to give it a two. A legit two. Because I didn't preface it by saying I thought that the week was one of the worst ever. However, it, it was a bad week. All right. Enough... Uh Dilly dallying. Beating around the bush. Yeah, Fine. Start with Lenny Clark, the one I did not listen to. Number 1362, in honor of Matt not listening to it, Lenny Clark. And by the way, I apologize. I had ample time. Like, I, I said I had a bad week. That had nothing to do with... I could have easily listened to this episode. I'm just a fucking moron. So, go I, ahead, guys. I, I don't think you should be so hard on yourself, Matty. I don't think it's such a big deal. Anyways, uh, so he is an old man, or an older gentleman... And he is so polite, like to Joe, to Jamie. He's rich. He has every reason to be one of those. To be Roseanne Barr. He has every reason to be Roseanne Barr. Not Roseanne. I was thinking more like, uh, who was the old person who was on before Roseanne Kamar, who I had all the problems with? It was after Bernie, but before Roseanne. Anyways. um, Yeah, he just, he's so like, you know goes out of his way. I think it's just part of his thing. Because he's from Boston. You would think he'd be just this brash dick. You know what I mean? But he's Didn't he like, have like a crazy health scare? Like mm-hmm. within the last decade? I think that... I think that's really humbling too. Yeah, no, for sure. Uh, absolutely. I think absolutely. when you have the world by the balls and you have that happen, I think it's super humbling because you're like, wait a minute. I have everything and I have nothing to be... Like there's no reason for me to be anything other than happy. I mean, this he lived some life, though, eh? Like, well, I so sort of much... feel like he is a brash dick. Like, I remember the last one, he's gone through all this stuff, and uh, he's, a, he's a good guy, but just the, the period of time between he came on this one and the last one, I was like, he just came on to brag more on this one, I felt like. I mean, I love him. Like, can you believe he married some rich woman who's way richer than he is? Like, Well, that's crazy, eh? That's the that... storyline from... from um... He's a movie. Like, it's insane. No, but that's one of the storylines from... What the fuck was the fire? Rescue Me. Rescue Me. One of the storylines in Rescue Me is that Dennis Leary's fat, useless old uncle, the alcoholic, marries that rich Asian chick, remember? Oh, yeah, that's right. She dies and leaves all the money to the cats. And he's super pissed. Mrs. Chow or whatever fucking... I was thinking the blonde woman he's always with there with the giant tits. but, uh, But you're right. Absolutely. That happens in that. But she is very... She's very wealthy, like but that was, uber wealthy. No, no. So is the woman. My in the question, movie, though, is, this, show, is that yeah. art imitating life or life imitating art? Like, did he just marry that woman recently? Yeah. 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 So crazy. That would have yeah. uh, 
don't. That's the, Those that's the two things don't coincide. I think that's the matrix, you know? Like, he just, no matter what happens to Lenny, he lands on his feet. Well, listen, uh, yes, but a mm. lot of shit, like, look, he lost millions of dollars to his agent. Yeah, I, I guess the last time he was on, I felt that more like it was like this guy's oh, the phoenix resurrected, and then this one was like, "Fuck, he's just killing it." No matter, and he went back and told another story about what a piece of shit he was. Y- you know what I mean? Like times past, taking the credit card and stuff. I think there's some important takeaways too, Simon. In that, um, if you come out on top, like let's say someone robs you of, I gave it to him. Let's say someone robs you of two million dollars. And then two years later, you're back on your feet and you have multi, you know, you're comfortable again with millions. You're not as jaded. You just know it always works out. Well, <laughs> it always works out for Letty. No, but it's kind of like the David Cho. Like, I'm aware that if I lose all this, I have the means to get it back. I am. You know what I mean? Like, I'm smart enough. I'm a hard enough worker. I can get it back. I, that's how I look at it. And he has got to be one of the kings of Boston. For sure. Like for the rest of his life, no matter sure. what, even if he lost it all. Well, I was Any saying, restaurant he walks into. I was saying to Simon this week, I find it odd that Dennis Leary doesn't come up at all. Because he was such a prolific stand-up? I, I, just think about it like this. Joe discusses stand-up ad nauseum. And with, Boston, with, the Boston scene. Precisely. This guy is like the right-hand guy to Dennis Leary or vice versa, whatever. And his name absolutely never ever ever comes up there's not a whiff of it there's not well, a glance it didn't come up with lenny clark in either episodes that he's so done. close but so close. even more to matt's point is joe i don't i've never heard joe tell uh a dennis leary a dennis story leary story an anecdote i was in the room say he this destroyed. was this was a great he bit destroyed. that i used to love of dennis leary because you know? here's the thing like no cure for cancer at the time was fucking incredible i don't care who you were if you think now he stole a lot of those bits like that stand-up was fucking incredible that hour was nuts the 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 fucking the voice. Oh, you can't even. There, I can't even do it with this but microphone. That's, Bill that's Hicks. Shit. All that stuff is Bill Hicks. Sure, doesn't and matter though. But I think Joe respects Bill. Just. Uh, but Joe never comes out. Sorry, Kamar. Never comes out and says bad things about him. He just never talks. One hundred percent indifference. But that would lead us to believe that he obviously doesn't think anything of him, or that mm. he thinks he's a thief, or that he thinks. That's where I'm led to believe. Well, I'm with because Joe often. I find that Joe will talk shit about almost anyone, but he never shits where he eats he doesn't talk any shit about the comedy world he's often to the point where he's like i'll tell you about it off mic whereas like bert and bert and tom if you listen to two bears one cave bert just names names all the time a little more overt yeah whereas joe is very i think it's also because joe might be the uh like the guy at the comedy store you know what I mean? He's kind of like the liaison. Not liaison. What's the word I'm looking for? Joe is big. The fact that he was banned from the comedy store, and now he's the ambassador of the comedy store. I wonder if Lenny knows that Joe has something going on with uh, Leary. and that Because he never even mentions his name in a story. I'm telling you, it's weird. It's weird. I agree. As, as a, to even slip up in one thing. This like, is what Not I'm even saying. to slip up. Like, you came up in Boston... With Dennis Leary, there's no, as far as I know, they were a like they were attached to the hip for the '90s, the '80s, whatever. And he he's been on now for a total of like five hours, and we haven't heard the man's name. He probably tells stories about guys who are dead. 
He's not dead though, is he? No, he's not dead. Maybe the guy that he because he told him a crazy credit card scam. And yeah. remember, he said, "I did all the coke. I don't want to get caught up the border." Oh, you did. He goes, "I did all the coke." Goes, all the coke, the border, Puerto Rico's America. But he'd done all this coke. And- yeah, I don't know. I just it, it's very, very odd to me that his name not even a whiff. A party story, with Dennis Leary. No, no, I, I didn't even. I didn't even consider it. And then the omission seems like it's something he's consciously not bringing up because, well, like like reason. we've all agreed, there has to be one gem of a Dennis Leary story, something he said to someone, some waitress he berated, you on know. the set of Rescue Me. Who who was on Rogan? Who was like uh, Mencia's boy? I don't remember, really. Yeah, there's there was a comedian who's a friend of Joe's now, yeah. who back then was like Mencia's right-hand guy. And I remember even they talked about that, and they didn't talk about this, you know? Yeah. I can't no, remember. I'm, I'm thinking, I'm drawing a blank. He was just recently a guest on Rogan. I just... It's just like I said, it seems, it seems very, very odd. Like, even... A, and I know Joe, again, we've gone through this. Joe never, because he's been on television, Joe never asked questions about being on set or anything like that because he's been there. But like, what was Rescue Me like? You guys did seven seasons. Yeah, they never even talk about Rescue Me. This like, is what I'm just, saying. To leave out that whole show you're from glancing, existence. You're glancing over the fact that this guy was on a, success, a somewhat successful, I know it was on FX, but a somewhat successful television series it for seven for years. seven years. That's a successful program. It was a good show. My point was it was on FX, so you could, we could argue that all day. But Joe doesn't like acting because it's too easy. No, that's not, it's not re- that hard. Yeah, well, I'm with you there, but like... It just seems it's very odd to me. I don't think that's the reason. Come on. And I know this is all I can bring to the think, table because I, I think listen, there's but. more to it. No, no, I just I, I think there's more to it. So we've slipped here there's a beef between uh, Joe Rogan and Dennis Leary. Well, what's even crazier is I didn't listen to the episode. and I knew he didn't mention him. Like I said this to Simon thinking there's no way he mentioned Leary again. Seems crazy. Not a reference. No, not a word. And it also seems odd that the man has for all intents and purposes disappeared. I, I, he became a huge movie star like in the 90s or whatever like he's he just got his money and maybe, maybe you're right and yeah. I don't think he's that talented because no one respects him as a comedian or else he'd be doing comedy you know what I mean uh, could be right with, with the boom that it is now well you're right like with everyone with with everyone coming back there's no reason that he couldn't but unless, unless he didn't yeah you're right yeah I honestly truly believe that hmm. interesting he, interesting he was take. just in something I saw really uh, uh television series that i was watching i cannot remember what it was he plays like the drunk uncle or father who comes back into town rips off the family and bounces type of deal you know what i mean but i can't he was on like maybe three episodes so he's still out there working you're just not seeing him but it's like comedy got him to there that he just like he was huge all that dream for sure i mean i'll say this either way no matter how you feel about his comedy or whether he stole shit or this or that, like the the persona of Dennis Leary, I always found really funny. The angry asshole, yeah, yeah. The chain smoking, like leather jacket. He's, just, he's good at acting that, I guess. Yeah, but I don't know. It's just weird that he just fucking that just vanished. Dice is still out there playing fucking. And Lenny Clark is still out there. Oh my god, the car. Here we go down there. Yeah, he's just the funniest guy. Let's do it. Just it was like he was aware. After he did Joe Rogan the first time, all these people come up to him and he was like, well, that was a big thing. I didn't even get to talk about what I want to talk about. You got to be out one more time. I got all these stories. 
That was his intent to go back on. Yeah, was he selling anything? I meant to ask you guys. Just hmm. telling us how great his life is. That's a weird week then. He has Lenny Clark not selling anything on. Brian Redband, not really. I mean, I guess you could argue that he's always pushing Kill Tony in a way, but he doesn't need to be on there pushing Kill Tony. Uh, Dakota Meyer, I don't think he was selling anything. He has a book. He? he has a book. He has a book. Okay, my bad. And then Cam, not, I just think they just went sell, hunting and wanted to jerk each other off. Cam had to go on there to to purge his soul. I have a theory They're about Cam, but I'll, we'll get there. Uh, yeah, I'll yeah. No, no, that's yeah. fine. I don't want to mm-hmm, jump ahead. My mm-hmm. apologies. I was just trying to run through the week in my head. Like, I don't think there didn't seem like a reason for anyone to be on. And he, he's got to go hard. I maybe he's making poor. Sober decisions <laughs> in the middle of so so maybe sober. maybe you're right. So Matt, sorry you won't know this because you didn't listen to the episode. But come on, you don't need to drag where, me through the mud. No, I, I I'm sorry. Um, where he tells the story about the lady who lives next door to him there, who hates him so much, who's constantly saying, "Lenny Clark, I hate your guts." <laughs> but no, no, what does she say? I want you dead, Lenny Clark. But it's not like some um, ragged old woman in a. These are rich people, you know what I mean? Well, that's why she hated him so much, I imagine. But I like the end of that story where the guy comes in and says, "Uh, Lenny, did you murder the lady next door? (laughs) Because somebody else had murdered her, but they thought for sure it was Lenny. She was the prime suspect because she hated him. Uh, What about Don Gavin? Because I've never heard him. I've never seen footage. You haven't, okay. You? I've heard the name. He's one of the Boston comedians, but they just... Praised him beyond belief in this episode. It was, but they're saying there was full comedy clubs back then every night in Boston. It's not like that now in Boston. It might be like that at the Comedy Cellar and uh, Comedy Store in L.A. But in Boston, there's, it's not like that. It was, it was a supernova like a moment in time. It's weird though how like we don't. I feel like we don't. We take funny for granted. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like you could find out that, oh, this guy, I've never, ever heard his name. I've never seen anything of him. And these five people that I respect highly think this guy is the funniest guy on earth. And you might not see it. It's not that you might not see it. You might, you might never get to see him because oh, he just reference. Well, no, but it, you know, I was thinking about it the other day, like, um, like think about Joe, like Joe has this insanely popular podcast that gets like millions of downloads and he makes a ton of money off it. I'm not sitting here like, oh, Joe's so hard done by, but after the 30 days you know, he doesn't get more money off that. He gets more money off the YouTube per view. But, you know, if you're a musician, you could live off one song for fucking 50 years. Like well, it just... That, that's con- a dream. It just continuously makes money. Whereas you can write the best joke ever, but it's not going it, to... It'll pay you a very finite amount of money. Well, if you don't put it up and you just want to be on the road and no one know you, you can tell that same joke for... That an act people and people do it. It's not even like no. I get it, but I just you know, it's not the same. It's soul sucking. Yeah, well, I mean, I'm sure. I'm sure. Also, it's soul sucking for Bob Seger to play fucking night moves every goddamn night. Unless the money's night. good enough. Well, that's what I'm. You know, that's kind of what I'm arguing. Sorry, Simon. You seem no, no. That's fine. I was just gonna say that um, they were legitimate superstars in Boston, like as big as the sports stars. That's how as, big comedy was. As big as Boston, and, and I still think Lenny Clark is today. A couple of those, some of them are dead. Like they were living life in the fast lane. That's that's the other thing. Well, who was the crew? Uh, Don Gavin, Don Sweeney. He was just on Don Sweeney. It's all Dons. But he doesn't seem like he was uh, ever uh, making tons of cash off of anything. 
I think that's perspective for us. Like, no, he never got like a. Um, I'm sorry. Oh my God. Uh, a TV show. No, or a, no, you know? the big time. But they were making thousands of dollars in the city just these sold out shows, like off the books. Who knows how much they actually made? Not them all got big deals, but they were. You think they were making thousands a show, Kamara, though? Not yeah. thousands a show. Yeah, the clubs are sold out. Yeah, but, but no, a sold out yuck yuck. Maybe they do five shows and make $1,000 every night. Okay. Oh, like $200 from each show. Okay, okay yeah. That makes more sense to me. I'm just saying, like, even a sold out yuck yucks, there's no comedian making $1,000. Well, you cannot compare can- Canadian comedy to American comedy. I realize that, but I don't I don't expect that there's a club in Boston that seats that many more people than yuck yucks. Would you? I, I don't know what these these were restaurants back back then. That, that's, that's what I'm saying. It was. I don't think any of them were, a lot of them weren't even proper comedy clubs. Sorry, Simon. They go were ahead. getting paid in Coke, too. They were getting paid in Coke, too. <laughs> It's always the worst getting paid in drugs. Unless you're addicted to drugs. No, because cool. no, no, because even know then you're getting the shaft. Well, yeah, you're like, this person's paying me a third of the money. What oh, the fuck? Oh, oh, they're not losing money on it. when they give No, drugs. they're gaining tons yeah, of money. Exactly. That's why if you get paid in drugs, the deal should be like one and a half times the drugs to the cash. And still they're making money. Oh, I know. But at least <laughs> at least you feel like um, everybody's getting a piece, you know? <laughs> I, I mean, the argument is, of course, that you're going to turn around and buy the drugs with the money that they paid you. Yeah. <laughs> and then you lose even but, bigger. But maybe not That's from the them, loss. Matt. I'd say you lose the same. Maybe not from them. Bye, Mary. Well, if you buy it back from them, that's just robbing Peter to pay Paul. Might as well just take all the drugs. Or just going to hold the roll. Yeah, tray. just out of principle, you should go and buy your drugs somewhere else. Take the money and buy your drugs from a different dealer. But I don't think that happens at all anymore. Anyways. Just out of principle. <laughs> Um, so it, it's kind of weird that there are great white sharks off of Martha's Vineyard, eh? I always, Martha's Vineyard that. is in the East Coast, right? Yeah, it's correct. Yeah, I, I, I always think it's, I think there's a Catalina Island. That there might is be a Catalina Island. California? Yes, Catalina. those two, I always switch up. Okay. So when you're telling a story, then you're in a place... Like Martha's Vineyard near is near New York, right? Yes, yes, yeah, yes, okay. yes, yes, yes. I believe it's near the Hamptons. Yes, that's what I think. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I was just speaking my confusion with the two. It's funny. I lived in New York and like you never, it wasn't even, I mean, I didn't have a car, but you never think of going to the Hamptons. You just feel like it's off limits. Like you're like, well, I can't like. It's a gated. Yeah. You're like, I, they, they'll, they're going to ID me on my way in, right? Mm-hmm. Have you ever been there? To the Hamptons? Or Martha's Vineyard? No, neither. But I do very much want to go to Coney Island. I know I said that yeah, before. Yeah, you've mentioned that. <laughs> Where the Ferris wheel and all that yeah, stuff is? Yeah, I saw another person taking pictures there. It's like every shot you take is this Coney Island masterpiece, you know? Is it, uh, have you seen a picture of it recently? Is it dilapidated or is it all kept up to? No, no, it's, I mean, it, it, it looks still looks same. like the 70s. Like just that but place it, you've seen in so many movies, so but many things. They keep it's well kept. Yeah, okay. Like there's a fucking ton of Russians. Goddamn Coney Island. Ton of Russians. What do you mean? Coney Island, like the whole neighborhood surrounding Coney Island, is mostly Russian. Oh, I see. It's like a <laughs> I fucking see. ton gotcha. of Russians. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Uh, so he tells a story. I don't know if it was him that this happened to, or he was telling it secondhand, but somebody hits a deer. The deer goes flying over their car and lands on the windshield of the car behind them. I never thought of that before. That makes a lot of sense with a deer. 
I mean, with a moose, it just comes flying into your window. Because the legs just, just disintegrate. Yeah, you kind of clip it like uh, you're... Um, Trying to go underneath the 18-wheeler. They say when you hit a moose, sure. you're supposed to speed up. And if you know you're, if you know you're going to hit a moose, you're supposed to just hope fucking it floor it. Your car. Like a basketball player yeah. jumping a Ferrari. But wouldn't that be insane? You're just driving, minding your own business, and all of a sudden... Not only like you don't even have a split second to react like if the deer was running in front of your car. This is just there's a deer on your car. Well, uh, we well, hit, then you're probably dead. Dude, we hit whatever. a deer once and the deer like leapt across the road and that we hit it midair. Oh, really? Yeah, we clipped it mid jump. Oh, so you smashed that thing. Dude, not only that, I saw so it hit passenger side and I was passenger side. I watched its ass like I watched the bumper wrap around its ass and I it's like time slowed down and I made eye contact with the deer as it like wrapped around the car and looked at me like, oh, I, I made a big mistake. And it ran off? Yes. Really? We, dude, it definitely, I'm 100% certain it didn't live, but we like we hit it and I watched it fucking do like a 720 into the ditch and then I, you know, we saw some tall grass like, but I mean, I was just so lucky. I, th- I was like, if that thing jumped a foot higher, I'm I'm a dead man. We hit the butt of a deer once while I was driving, like, and it just clipped him. Uh, he ran across us, and like Matt, we just clipped him. But he kind of just took it, and you were just, going that I fast. Saw him. Were you going that fast? No, we weren't going. I, I, it was dark outside, so I wasn't driving. Well, yeah, that they fast, just pop you know? up. There's no, we were variations. We were going pretty fast. We were like on Anderson Road at like fucking one a.m. And there was obviously we were going probably faster than we should have been. That story you were talking about, the person in the back died. I'm sure they that, did. That got hit by the deer. Like I'm sure they did. That That's no good. It's a twofer for that's sure. That's no bueno. Well, no. dude, have you ever seen those crazy dash cam videos of like a fucking brick or a two by four coming off a truck and like going through the windshield? It's fucking insane. It happens. You think in your head, you're like, I even at close to 40, I've got some reflexes. There's no fucking, there's no fucking way. You're just not expecting it. How could you? Dude, there's one. I saw this one where a two by four killed the passenger and this thing this thing goes through the windshield. You'd think it was shot out of a gun. It's mm-hmm. fucking insane. It's the worst when kids drop them off overpasses. That doesn't actually happen, does it? I yeah, think, it I totally it does. does. Every once in a while. Somebody, because because think about how many open overpasses there are and how many stupid people there are. You know, but that's what I'm saying is like you don't, I feel like that's an old wives tale, like, uh, like razor blades in the in the uh, Halloween candy. I, I think I have to disagree there. I think that actually no, You happens. might be right. And that's why <clears throat> that overpass that used to be, that they tore down, where you got that picture through the fence. Yeah. That's why there's a fence on that thing. No, that's more for jumpers. Well, it also has to do with because it's I under- a pedestrian. I understand for- that. But so like in Toronto, the Danforth, for example, <clears throat> it's like 200 feet off the highway. You could drop anything off it. They only put up fences because people kept jumping. And then they'd hit a bunch of cars and shit. It wasn't, I'm not saying it, I just, when you said it, I thought to myself, like, there's no way that happens that often. Well, I remember it happening not too long ago with a television set. I don't know where it was, but I remember reading about it. Some bad taste. Interesting. Every time. It didn't hit anybody, but I remember they had to close down a section, whatever road it was to, whatever, man. It happens. And again, it's just because I think most of the time it's probably kids. It's just again though, like I saw another article this week, like watch out at Halloween, people may be giving your kids edible marijuana, and I'm like, no, they're fucking not. There is no, no, that's not happening. There's a pride out of my hands. Yeah, exactly. I don't know a single pothead. I think it's happening. 
And you think that's just the dick gene? Again, I don't think it's happening a lot. I think no matter what it is that we say that's not happening, there's some asshole out there who just... No, but Simon, I'll give you the wants example. Wants to watch about it. it all burn. But Simon, you know? spoke about I'll, it's happening. I'll give you the example. They they came out and said, like, the last couple of years, they're like, we've never had one single confirmed case of a razor blade in Halloween candy. Yet every year, this is the fucking story you hear, and this and that. So what I'm saying is, I think there's a good chance that this is just like the fucking reefer madness hype of like edibles. Like I truly don't see even what you're talking about. Some asshole. I just don't, I don't know. I mean, I'm glad that you're so optimistic at uh, human beings being Dude, we've seen better things. than we are. Edibles aren't cheap. It's like when people used to be like, Oh, is this fucking, did you dose this weed or is this weed laced with something like motherfucker? You know how much cocaine costs? I'm not wasting cocaine on your joint. Get the fuck I'm surprised out of here. We let Halloween happen. I mean, there is a myriad of ways to prank or sabotage. I guess by that logic, you'd have to be like, how do we let a lot of things happen? Mm-hmm. How do we not cover every bridge with a gating? Because no, but Kamar is right. Like we have a hundred ninety nine percent of the time. If you were to walk down the street with a mask for a day, you're getting stopped by the police multiple times. Oh, we've we've had this argument. I said, I know there should be no masks. There should be no how. If you want to have Halloween, it has to be costumeless. I saw costumeless the, or no mask. I saw the best tweet. I the don't other like day. any of the costumes, but especially mm-hmm. the mask. For our Canadian listeners, the tweet the other day, and some American listeners, the tweet the other day was uh, what the fuck? It was being being Canadian. Halloween was always the worst. Like I can't just be Spider Man. I got to be Spider Man with a jacket. Oh, yeah, it's always so cold. Yeah, it's the fucking worst. There's no, like, that's why I always thought about it. I was like, I'd love to experience Christmas in, like, California or or any of those seriously shitty winter holidays. Like, like my birthday's in February. We've gone away a few times, and it's so much nicer having my birthday, like, on a beach in the sun as opposed to freezing my fucking shitty ball sack off here. I can't, I can't tell you how many of my costumes included snow pants. Of course, yeah, that's the, what I'm saying, yeah. In the look. Like, one time, my mom made me the most welfare costume. It was a Smurf, and it was um, blue long underwear with another pair of tidy whiteies on top of the blue. So that was the bottom, and then, like, a blue turtleneck, a white toque, and then it was freezing cold outside, so she just put the snow pants on over the whole thing and then took another pair of tidy whities and put them over the snow pants. It was so bad, man. Did you choose to be a Smurf or did she make you Smurf? No, I don't think I chose to do anything. But that sounds like child abuse. Yeah, I fucking hate Halloween. Anyway, so no costumes? No costumes for you guys this year? I hate, I fucking, I despise Halloween. Will you give out candy? Or will your lights be off? You know, the front door light off? I've done both. I told you I'm giving out edibles to all the young kids. <laughs> well, I'm definitely coming to your house. Um, no, I, uh, I'll i probably... We live on a crescent and not a lot of kids fuck with that. So I don't know. I might this year. Actually, I'll be working till 10. So no. Yeah, that, Our light's going to be off. Anyone who shows up at 10 o'clock at night, though, is looking for trouble to egg you or something. I was going to say, you better give those people candy or your house is getting fucked Party's up. over. We used to go and egg all the people at the Mayfair for the Rocky Horror Picture Show. That was like our big, which was funny because our buddy managed 
actually a listener of ours, Mike Bujo. Shout out to Bujo. He Bouge. he used to manage or he like worked at the Mayfair and he he dresses Indiana Jones every year and he knew the deal. Like he knew we would go to the roof of Onikilib skate shop and we'd all just line up with like 40 eggs and it was just fucking on and you could always see Bujo out there like as soon as he saw a head pop up he'd be like I'm going around to the back and he'd fucking run. It's like Bujo you know where we live you know like what are you going to do? All the days of tomfoolery. Yeah. Halloween. Super lame. You're just trying to go have a good time at the Rocky Horror Picture Show. Let's do the You've time warp again. Up, you know? Yeah, and a bunch of shitty asshole potheads are just egging you. Tossing <laughs> eggs at you. The good news is that we, you, you almost never hit anyone because you like you just throw the egg with such reckless abandon and then run away laughing. You don't want to get caught yet. Well, that too, yeah. And I think in your head too, you're like, I don't really want to ruin anyone's night. But you kind of do. Like I said, I was a shitty kid. What else you got for Lenny Clark? It's like Lenny Clark, he never wanted to ruin anyone's night, but sometimes he did. But he did. <laughs> exactly. So, uh, like just a skinny Lenny Clark. Back to Martha's Vineyard for a second. So skunks aren't native to Martha's Vineyard. And some guy was in like a fight with the uh, government, the... Um, the local municipality. Yeah, the municipality. <laughs> thank you. So... I don't know what he was trying to fight against. Probably like painting his garage door some color that they didn't approve of. So the way he fucked them over was by bringing skunks in. And now they're like a huge problem in Martha's Vineyard. I don't understand those. Martha's, is Martha's Vineyard an island like Catalina? Is that why? Oh, okay. I, I believe so. Gotcha. Because I was going to say, I was like, how are skunks not native to the continental United States? I mean, States? it's possible that there are just places where skunks aren't around. But yeah, I think it's uh, well, I would a assume secluded. It, yeah. Or if not uh, an island, it's gated. So they only let in the animals. It's a good cover for going weed now if you got too many skunks around. I guess, yeah. Sometimes when you smell a skunk, it smells like weed, you know? I mean, well, I was going to say, I think sometimes people mistake a large weed grow up for a skunk. That's I'm sure that's Vice happened. Vice versa, exactly. Well, that's why it's called skunk weed. Yeah, I hate, I fucking hated skunk weed. Ugh, fuck out of here. That's why you never see it anymore, because that shit was garbage. Simon Lenny. That's it, man. Really? When he's done. Wow. He, he just told crazy stories of debauchery and stuff. Yeah, I mean, we've spoken about that before. Sometimes the comedians, there's not much to really discuss. It's like, we can say it was a great listen. The stories were wonderful, but you can't really. There's not a lot to expand on when Lenny Clark is telling you about him throat punching some person. Or you, you know what I'm saying? It's just, and that's just. Joe corrects him, you want to do it with your, your uh, wrist, your hand. But he, I think he told some illegal hunting stories. About just shooting pigs or deer or like. From inside his kitchen, out the out the door, because he has them on his own land. I think if it's you're on your own land, you can do whatever you oh, want. Okay, so it was illegal, but he was was almost bragging about not being a. I no. still think if it. You're no, I'm in positive. Season, if it's, if it's yeah. your own land, I'm almost certain someone. I know an American listener is going to light me up. Please do. I, I got to say that too. When I say that, I like being corrected. So feel free. Like if you're like, this guy's a fucking Feedback's moron. A gift. We like the emails where people explain to us how wrong we are. Because we'd like to be right more often than wrong. So unless someone corrects us, we're just going to continue down that path. I just figure I'm wrong most of the time. Do you really care? It's safe. I do. Yeah. Okay. I, well, I, I don't care. I'm not like angry about being wrong. I would just like to know that if I'm going around talking to people, I'm not spreading misinformation. That's all. What are you looking at, Simon? Your picture over there, is that a blimp or a UFO in the background? I never even noticed. I believe it's a blimp. I Imagine believe it's a bird. It's so just a secret UFO. Well, I threw. That, I had him throw dude, that in that's there. that's how it happens. I'm looking at a, sorry for people who can't see this. I'm I, have a Steven, at, I have a Steven Venasco print. And it, actually, it might even be a bird, eh? Come on, now that it I'm is a bird. It is a bird, yeah. 
yeah. I'm sitting on the wrong angle. But a lot of there's been a lot of times where people have taken pictures of you know you at graduation, not you, and then <laughs> they they. I'm sorry, I didn't mean it like that. And then even they, if you did, that was they hilarious. They look back years later, or whatever, and they notice in the background there's like some unexplained thing they had no idea was there, or Bigfoot. You know, like people are out in the forest and they're taking pictures of uh, waterfalls and they have some weird shape that they can't account just for. Bob Lazar and two female alien hoes. I love how I love how Lenny Clark didn't probably didn't even come close to bringing up aliens yet. Simon just looked around the room and <laughs> found some sort of oh, association. Uh, done. Sorry, man. It's just, fine. I just was, caught my eye. Simon, I like breaking balls. I can That's see all. clearly now that it's a bird. I can see clearly now the UFO's a bird. So? Do you want to rate the episode? Yep. Seeing as I can't. Uh, I give him a... No, you give the episode a... Oh, I give the episode a... Wow, it's only like you're on 1.5 there. I a, a one... Wow. A one and a half. This episode was a one and a half episode? Well, I rated the week a one. What am I supposed to do here? Yeah, your hands are tied. I gave it three. Okay, that seems more. So it was list. I like. I'm gonna go back and listen to it. I like Lenny Clark. No, it was definitely listenable. Okay, <clears throat> and like I said, I for some reason, I'm, I apologize. So stupid. <laughs> Let's move on. Final thoughts. Final oh, thoughts. Sorry, <laughs> sorry. What I want to say though is, I felt like he was less of an asshole after listening to the last one. I mean, he's still a lovable <laughs> asshole, but I just. Just kept on harbor how rich he is, you know. Like you just got okay, Lenny. We get it. You're fucking killing it. So I went for the transformation. I'm with you though, Kamar, that I think that after that first one he got a lot of feedback. Um, mm-hmm. meaning a lot of people coming up to him and a lot of people reaching out because of the show, and he was like, Holy shit. This this is as good as doing like Carson twenty five um spots, you know? Or or one late night spot. Anything like that, right? So I think he was just, you know, whatever. But I, I, I don't know what to do here, Matt. Like it was, I love Lenny. I think his stories are really funny, and um, he's stuck with his rating. For but the week. but also he, this is too soon. There, there's not Absolutely. enough time. He should have been on a year from now. That's what I want to say. My rating of the overall week is based on uh, three people of the uh, four have all been on. Yeah. So for originality's sake. It always hurts me. All right. My ratings. Well, let's move on. Okay. So uh, 1363 Dakota Meyer. Our first confirmed killer. No. No. no well, the first no person way. to talk about killing someone. Well, killing somebody with a rock. Yeah. That was crazy, eh? Yeah. You haven't that had too many of those insane. on. No, you're right, Kamar. That was pretty fucking candid. Yeah, that was insane. That was an insane story. The reality of it, yeah. That it was he, he thought it was gone, and then the weirdest part was doing something all like of a sudden, right out of a movie. Yo. It is a movie. Well, it's weird. Him the second he started telling that story, it reminded me of that scene in Saving Private Ryan, where the two guys are fighting, and he like with the knife. Remember that where they're up in the the second story towards the end? Yeah, mm-hmm. I don't know. War is fucked. That was some crazy shit. Uh, so Joe said him and Jocko on Jocko's podcast was one of the most powerful episodes he'd ever listened to. Did you guys listen to it? I have it queued up. It's only an hour and no, 50 I, minutes. I never listened to Jocko's podcast. I listened to it. And it's basically him um, reading passages from his book and then 
stopping and discussing discussing with uh, Dakota. Gotcha. And Kamar, is his book a memoir of the war? Sorry, it's Jocko's book or Dakota's? Dakota's book. Gotcha. Okay. Sorry. Wasn't clear there. It's that battle. Oh, it's all that one battle. Yeah, exactly. And he has a ghostwriter. Not that that means anything. No, no. I mean, most of them do. I don't have a problem with a ghostwriter. So he said um, when he was in Afghanistan, they, their base was four U.S. soldiers and then 80 Afghani soldiers. It's just crazy. Like, I never would have thought it. I mean, that just seems like that's how they deploy together. it. That seems so dicey. Yeah. Just have I the Americans know. as the officers and the, well, that's I mean, you just have to trust them. So like you have to trust them to the point where if the Taliban show up, they're not all of a sudden just 80 of them going to be like, now nah, we're with you guys. Let's just take these four. Well, you know they, what I mean? Like they must know that Rudd. the hatred well, that's is, what I'm saying, is more yeah. than the, well, I mean, listen, the way this guy spoke, he clearly felt a kinship with these guys, just like he felt with his American counterparts. So it's not, mm-hmm. you know, there's no doubt in my mind that he that, trusted them beyond a reasonable doubt. That's what I was getting at was it just never, I knew they all, I knew there were Afghanis fighting with Americans, but it just never occurred to me that it was in kind of that kind of uh, structure in my head. It was more, they had an army, the U.S. had an army, and together they were. Oh, that'd be worse. No, apparently to the Afghan people, like whether they agree with you or like you or not if you just show up in their village they have to protect you some law it's like an afghan it's like an afghan tradition that like if you if you just roll into their village <clears throat> it's their duty to protect you so like if the taliban showed up they would fight the taliban whether they wanted to or not hmm. so it's not as if it's all just a country full of fucking shitheads Oh, I wasn't insinuating. No, I know you weren't. It just always makes me think like you, you always, you know, we often look at, we demonize countries and it's just tough to think that like, that's probably just a group of people in the government run amok. It doesn't represent. Well, and also you're probably getting only like one sided information about yeah. what's actually going on there. Sure. It's usually a lot of gray areas, these wars, you know? Like he made a really good point, uh, Dakota, where he's like, no side ever thinks they're wrong. You know, when he smashed that guy's head in with the rock, that guy was attacking him because he thought he was fighting for the right. I guess the only time that isn't true is if like. But I was going to say, you found out now how much, I don't know how much credence you give to this, but. You find out about Nazi soldiers that were like, I well, just fucking... I, I was just going to say that is exactly... Some people were... had, <coughs> I mean, have no choice. Whatever you want to call it, they thought it was better that they lived um, killing other people than... I mean, listen... Sorry, I, that came out wrong. No, no, I, I, I understand, what you're, I like understand what you're saying. I was just going to... I was going to add to it saying I can't imagine being put in a, in a scenario where you have to make a heinous decision just to save your own life what a terrible position to be put in it's horrible man it's absolutely yeah, horrible it, it's uh it's rock and a hard place to the nth degree right no it's insane like i can't I'm, i mean yeah but My, I, the reason i brought that up though Simon, was because i you know you want to know how much how much of it is cop out sorry go if you, you want to piss do your thing i'll ask him yeah just how much of that nazi shit was just people after the fact like well i don't want to be brought up on war crime so Oh, I was just goose stepping because everyone else was goose stepping like i think it was a uh i'm sure there were a huge groundswell of uh, national pride. Like, people just brainwashed. They just 
they thought what they were doing was the best thing they could be doing. It didn't even occur to them that there was evil. Well, I think too. Not. You know what? I mean, we never. Th- I've never thought about this until now. But maybe as a German person too, you know, the Who knows average what lie. What lies you were told? But that's what I'm saying. Is the average German citizen probably had no idea about a concentration camp? Like, nope. and they made they made all the Germans from the surrounding cities come and clean that shit up. And I have to imagine that those people. When they got there, were like, well, holy fuck. We've spoken about it. Obviously, there's been... I would hope that they were like... That. 40, 50 years of guilt now, you know? I mean, we've just talked about it. So they they are aware, but maybe at the time, it just... 70 years of guilt. It's 80 years evil. now, isn't it? Well, my math is not that good. 45. My only problem is still this line with these guys about how uh, these wars have to be fought. Yeah, they were... I mean... You know what I mean? Yeah. It's, it, it's, it's a it, very hard line for them. It's in uh, contrary to what uh, Tulsi says. and um, Well, it's like he was saying Dan Crenshaw was like, no, we have to be over there fighting. It's exactly like Dan Crenshaw, but it's that line. And I would prefer, because I truly believe that they don't have to be fought. Like they've never I, tried. They've never tried it the other way. So I 100% agree with you. They here's my thing about the states. I think they can go. They can spend as much money as they want on their military to protect their country. That's fine. I'm not going to sit here and shit on that. They could obviously cut that spending in half if they left a lot of the countries they're in. But I, I mean, I agree with you that I don't think, I don't think that logic stands up. I don't. I don't, I don't think, think so. the logic of we have to be like. And this guy enlisted when he was 17. Yeah. So he's indoctrinated. Like, well, that's that's it, too. I, I I don't know. To the up degree. We're just talking about how we, we're not sure if, like, the argument when these guys say you have to be there. Someone has to do that. If if that's true, I, like, I, I, well, I here's, don't buy it. Here's my big thing. Not take away from any of his experience or heroism. My big thing is this. They always use World War II, which is a perfect example. They use World War II as the example, like, if the U.S. doesn't step in, then certain powers left unchecked for too long will run amok. And if you let them run amok for too long, they become too big. But my argument is this. The U.S. sits on its basically its own little plot of land. We're not going to attack the U.S. That's for goddamn sure. And Mexico doesn't have the means to. And their land, their land bridge is so small that whatever the fuck, they could defend that border if they had to. My point is this. I don't see any power other than China getting big enough over there to come over and attack the U.S. Unless it's in a 9-11 type scenario. But they've taken 3,000 lives on U.S. soil in the history of the U.S. That's so minute. What's crazy is this guy barely remembers. You know, he was so young when 9-11 happened. Oh, that was crazy to me when he was like, yeah, I was in sixth grade or something or seventh grade. I was like, I thought he said he was six years old. Six, I think. Sure, okay, six. six. Even then, that's... But that's, maybe not. Hold on. It was sixth grade. Maybe he was 11 years old. He was young. Well, if he was six years old now, in 2001... He was probably six. No, because six in 2001, that would make him what now? 20-something. 20 24. Yeah, he was 24, 25. No, it wouldn't. That's, that <clears> no, right, I think he was in like sixth or seventh yeah, grade. Yeah, that yeah, makes yeah, a little yeah. more that sense. That can't be right, because he had made Plus two, 18 or something. Sixth or seventh grade, it would, really, it would be in your mind. Six years old, you could lose a lot of that... Uh, a lot of that memory. Did you watch the Vox thing on the mind, though? The new thing on Netflix? It's a limited series. It's interesting because I hate Vox, but it's a very interesting thing on like, they talk about memory and all the different areas of your brain and how all this, it, you you should watch it. Mm-hmm. It'll fuck you up. I did watch the uh, the Spy 
that uh, Sasha Baron Cohen miniseries that's yeah. on Netflix. It's really fucking good. But it talks about the whole Syria conflict. And again, just like so much shit I didn't know it, with, with uh, Israel. Yeah. Because um, he's a Mossad agent mm-hmm. or some guy. All the stuff they're up a to. A citizen they recruit as a Mossad agent. Not in the Mossad. Not in the Mossad, <laughs> exactly. And he was, uh, <coughs> his body has been, never been returned to uh, well, based his on family. Story. Yeah, yeah. It's a crazy story, man. A crazy story. You should totally watch it. It's really, really good. And he's amazing in it, Sasha Baron Cohen. It's a drama, though. Uh, all drama. There's, Perfect. You won't laugh at all. Have you guys ever heard of Pat Tillman? Yeah, of course. So Pat Tillman was a all-star uh, linebacker, and because of nine eleven, he quit football and went to fight, and realized that the war was stupid. There was no reason to be over there, and he died. He's been on Rogan, hasn't he? No, I don't think no? Pat Tillman ever got on. I think his or they brother. Just talk about his him brother all the time? was on. His okay. brother was on because uh, when he did die, they didn't release it. The, they said it was from one thing, and then a month later. Uh, Revealed that he was shot by another soldier and friendly. Another U. Oh, uh, wow. yeah. Yikes. And the conspiracy is that they killed him because he was too big was a, voice a voice to return back to North America and say like this. Getting is not, gotcha. you know that episode. Sorry, come on. No, no, no. That's you know that episode of um, Band of Brothers. Which one? Oh, I'm, I'm going to tell you oh, where what? the guy comes out on the train track there. He's like one of their fellow soldiers and he, yeah, he shoots kills. the guy yeah. there. Yeah. I'm just surprised that doesn't happen way more. You know, it's so dark. You have no idea who's coming. I think it happens you expect a lot more. Everyone is going to kill you. Maybe that's why four Americans do a hundred Afghans yeah. to lower the odds. No, Simon, I think it happens a lot and they just bury it. Yeah, no, I, I mean, it must. I, I why just, would the VA want people to know that? It's uh, it's um, casualties of war, right? That's just. You I mean, look at Chris Kyle. Thing. He went to a shooting range with a fellow fucking Marine, and the guy shot him. Well, yeah, that was. Uh, but it was just PTSD. Was long, I yeah. get it, but I'm just saying it's. There's nothing to stop you from having PTSD in the field. No, I, I know it's just not quite the same. It just doesn't feel like it's no, war. I, okay. Like it just feel like it's occupation. Well, it is. They've been in Afghanistan for almost 20 years now, so it, that's all it is. It's, yeah. And that's the other thing, too, that we, did, we didn't bring up when we were talking about it. It's like, if it takes you more than 20 years, you're not really fixing anything. And if you know that the second you leave, it's going to destabilize again, then you've, you're pretty much just setting up your own little country. You're not creating democracy, that's for sure. I'm sure they want soldiers to know as little as possible what they're doing. Like you're just a little part in a part. You know what I mean? You're talking about compartmentalizing? Everything? Yeah, exactly. Are you talking about the Afghan well, soldiers? Well, no, how or? this guy, uh, Dakota, was is just so gung-ho, you know what about it, with no... I don't know. It just seemed like he didn't have any regrets or like afterthoughts that like maybe he shouldn't be doing this. He like yeah, and I do not want to take away from his experience or his. But that's what I was going to say, Kamar. Is it's also tough for us sitting here on a couch in Canada to be like, maybe this guy knowing what he knows is right and we're wrong. Yeah. Well, I mean, again, I always assume I am me wrong. Into what I believe. I mean, Kamar did make an interesting point where he was talking about. I guess they made it also on the podcast is uh, being raised in the military, like literally. He was, you know, where you're having life experience going to school and doing it. They're having it in the field of battle, you know, and just grew for it. That's got to impact the way you look on things. Your what your truth is, you know what I mean? And mm-hmm. patriotism, we got to talk is just a weird thing in general, especially American patriotism runs so deep. 
Yeah, this is very well. Gross. It depends on what. Like, you didn't like the idea of um, America saying that person is evil and we have to stop them because if not us, who? Right. That's the that's that would be the argument if we're not going to step in and stop Hitler or Osama bin Laden or um, uh, weapons of mass destruction. Uh, Saddam Hussein, like who is going to stop them? And if they're not stopped and left unchecked, then what happens? We end up with the Holocaust or whatever. Yeah. Right. So uh, I well, no, And that's why I'm saying is I don't I, I don't have the answer because I, I, go I, ahead, think the, I think the last bad one was Hitler where that argument did hold up. No, but no, hold Every on. Every other war since has been a sham. No, but if you Vietnam find out that lost. if you find out that the Syrians are gassing their own people, you don't feel like someone on the international stage should step in, but, or a bunch but, of us. But the, the information is so hard to get. We don't know who in Syria is gassing someone. Like, first, even pick a sides. A huge thing is going on right now with the Kurds in Syria. Okay, but hear me out, Kamar. Do you not think that it's a good idea then, whether you know or not, to put some boots on the ground and at least try to better figure out what's going on so that maybe you can stop innocent people from being gassed? And just now, they've reversed it, so that's happening. So it's like, I guess we're watching the the opposite of that, you know? Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I was unaware. I was unaware. That's why I mean all this. And I heard that when Trump pulled the, and again, this could be, bias news I picked up somewhere but so he pulls the troops out of Syria and then um, they don't have enough people there to hold the prisoners anymore so as they go to fight their battle on the other side of the country all the Taliban that were in custody are now just free to do whatever the fuck they want and it was I I forget the guy's name John Carpenter or whatever but he was uh, he was the skeptic you know what I mean oh no he was the CIA guy cocksure CIA guy about uh, JFK and stuff and he was like the one thing Trump's gonna do is leave these Kurds who fought with them you know what I mean so I guess that's why you have to occupy if you stay there then I well mean, especially but, the, the, it sorry, gets really sorry it gets really sticky when something like that happens when you go in you do pick a side because then you're then you're embedded to the point where it's like if we leave the people we've chosen to be sought to side with they will be massacred well, that's what's happening if we do literally if, uh, the second we leave we're going to be we're leaving a group to be massacred yeah. and sometimes you just pick the wrong side you know what i mean yeah. like you just people make mistakes the same well the u.s the u.s armed the taliban we know well, that the that's Saudis, documented the, i mean the whole thing is just it's a mess it's a mess yeah and i, th- I think we all think we should want to get away from no, but the waste I, of money, the way, but it, it's well, like the money the, thing to me is what's fucked. If you think like Joe talks about all the time, if there's 60,000 homeless people that all have serious mental issues in just LA alone, you know, maybe divert $18 billion you're spending a month in Afghanistan. Like I think 18 billion might help you start to solve some of the homeless crisis or mental how, health. Or, how I don't know. often do you hear them complain about the homelessness in LA? Oh, once an episode. But once an episode, it's a little bit worse. Yeah. And it's nothing compared to, say, what San Francisco is. And we just don't see it. That's on every podcast I listen to across the board. That's not just Joe Rogan. There's something fucking going on in California with you the don't want You don't want to um, oh, I'm telling you, go sorry. to see it to believe it. You, you, It's factual, you know, because so many endorsements. If you go to, like, what is it? Is it MacArthur Park? Is that the name of it? I think it's MacArthur Park in LA, like after midnight. It's fucking scary. 
Like we drove by it, and I was like, "This is for sure." Where if I was on foot, I'd get robbed. Well, there's just no, no go zones that are, I keep getting bigger and bigger while they're fighting these crazy wars. I had one fact uh, I looked up to discredit um, Dakota a little bit is that he has two daughters. Okay, with a Bristol Palin, Sarah Palin's daughter. Weird. Yeah. You should know to stay away from that family as a sign of good judgment in your life. Hold on. Wow, that changes things a bit, doesn't it? Hold the phone. You're telling me that this guy's baby mama is Bristol Palin? My hand to God. And Joe did not mention that. No. No, no, no. You know what? Because it just fucks this guy over. Like... Is he not with Bristol anymore? No. Oh, they had a huge public Twitter uh, breakup. Oh, okay. Because I was going to say, if they're still together and Joe doesn't mention that, that that's kind of a big red flag. No, he mentioned a crazy ex. I went through some crazy shit with an ex. Yes, he did. That was Bristol Palin. Yeah, he was like, you can ask Cam Haynes or ask whoever the fuck, ask Jocko about all the... That's right. That was Bristol Palin. And when I looked that up, everything just changed. Interesting. I said, uh, so interesting. I love that this guy went through this. I love that you talk about it. He's so positive. But what are you doing getting mixed up with the Palins, man? I love that Kamar is our investigative journalist. This thing's falling apart quicker than well, I can fucking. It falls apart quick when you look at both Wikipedias. Like, they're both mentioned. No, way to go, Kamar. That is such an important yeah, piece of work. information. Great I work. would just please plead to you that when you stumble across something like that, you lead with... Oh, no, no, no. I, I yeah, wanted, you buried the lead that, that I time, to big see, time. I wanted to see where we are with this guy. You know what I mean? Oh, I would have appreciated if you had phoned me up earlier in the week and been like, oh, by the way, if you don't know. Oh. No, I actually like the way he did this. To look at him through different eyes. No, no, no. That, that This is horrible. much better the way he did this. Exactly. Oh, I, I feel... Um, different. <laughs> what is it when somebody punches you from behind? Cold cock. <laughs> Donkey punch. That's where I thought you were going. Whoa. <laughs> Uh, oh, just a little off topic for a second, but I thought this was important. So they talk about Steven Pinker just for a second, only in that, again, we're always talking about his book. Which I'm the only one who's read or listened to. Sorry. But the importance of what he's saying, listen, he was on Rogan. Yeah. We all heard three hours of him. Didn't we do it as a throwback? I don't think we did. It was up for debate oh, it, on, on one of the ones. Might like have been year end review. Okay. No, I don't think we've ever done Pinker. I think I we suggested No, no, Pinker. we did Pinker. 100%. 100%. Because we pulled up the photo for you. Yeah. And you were like, that's what he looks like? Oh, my yeah. God. Okay. Yeah. We okay. definitely okay. did okay. that. Sure, sure. Anyways. I think it's what made me listen to the book. Mm-hmm. Point is, that it, it's a huge book. Am I correct? As far as the, the girth of it? Yeah. The Yeah, it was a 44-hour listen. I believe. I just think that it's so, so important, the points he's putting out there, that things have gotten so much better. I think if more people actually understood that. Oh, can I say this? The important thing? I listened to the book. Apparently, when you when you purchase the actual book, it's got something like 155 graphs and charts because the graphs demonstrate over time how something has either declined to n- almost nothing or how we've... And I think that's why the book is extra long because I think they give you a lot of the charts and graphs audibly. The data doesn't uh, take into uh, fact, though, like social media, what people are attracted to. If it bleeds, it leads. If if they cry, you buy. You know what I mean? Like, no, no. He takes it everything. Seems, it no, no. seems negative, though. 
Yeah, but you on the internet, you'd have to read the book to understand what he's saying. He's saying, of course, we we do our best to make it seem like we're going in the wrong direction when everything says we're trending in the right direction. It's just media, social media, and media. I just think that it would be harder for people to complain about the amount of violence there is when you see that it's dropped. 80% 80% in the past whatever 100 years or whatever it is, you know? Like, but I mean, even this guy, it's weird because I've read a ton of studies that say the opposite about video games, violent video games, than what this guy was saying. Like he couldn't get over the fact that people wanted to play war simulation first-person shooters and he was just like, I don't get it, man. I don't get it. Like, And I understand where he's at. He's like, I lived through this. How could you want to reenact this? But like... Trust me, if you played a video game, it's nothing compared to what this guy. It's in our DNA to want to go to war. You know what I mean? Well, I believe that. You skip a step. I got to thinking about that though, and granted, like, look, when we discuss marijuana, like, I argue tooth and nail for one side. So maybe it's the same with you and the violent video games. But I just look. It has to. It has to desensitize us a little bit to go from never having even an inkling of what it's like to like kill people in combat to being thrust into it. Like I, I just I hear you. It probably isn't doing a lot to a lot of people, but just the idea of killing, killing all the time is it's gotta like a game, like a GTA, you know, it's just gotta affect the psyche of the populace, man. I can't imagine that it wouldn't in some way, whether it's causing people to go out and kill other people. That's a different story. No, but I mean, we know it isn't because see, you're arguing against the point you made two seconds ago where like, like violent video games have been around for two, three decades. Now we can, we can all agree with that. And over that two or three decades all violent crime has gone down all you know what i mean like so but the one thing that has gone up matt and i didn't read the book so i don't know is um school shootings things like that right like though for sure those are on the rise those didn't happen a lot in 1800s yeah but you can argue that they didn't happen until the first one happened you know what i mean like until someone thought i'm gonna go shoot up the fucking school it wasn't even a thought. Like people just, I assume students got shot outside of school occasionally. You know what I mean? Like, like I had a beef with this guy. I saw him at the Seven Eleven. I shot him. I went to jail. I'm sure that happened fairly often. I, as far as someone showing up to school with a Tech Nine and just randomly fucking blasting. My point to you is like, I, it's a weird one because if Columbine had never happened, who knows? Maybe there's still, maybe there to this day there wouldn't be any school shootings. It, Possibly. I mean, I don't know. I, I, can I mean, I know what you're that. saying, though. There's been mass shootings outside of schools, like the guy that showed up to the Batman and shot up the entire theater. Yeah. Or um, I was going to say Las Vegas, but I just listened to that podcast the other day, and I don't even know what. You don't want to listen to those podcasts, I've decided. Yeah, I don't think so. There's no good to come from it. They should, they should preface it with that, because you just go bonkers in your fucking... Who's in charge? Either way, Simon, I don't think there's any. You couldn't correlate. There's too many correlations to to point to video games between. Like, even if you sat there and said all of these school shooters played violent video games, there's probably 15 other correlations down the line that you could say they also all did these things that probably would have been more contributing factors. I'm not. I'm certainly not saying video games are to blame, and I'm not saying they would be solely responsible. I know you're not. Everything like that. Of Uh, course. Look, 
I experienced more violence on television than my father did. And my son experiences a hundred times more than I did. So do you I feel mean, it? The generational gap? Like, is your dad more sensitive to violence than you are and your son less sensitive? I mean, I don't know. I, yeah. I, I couldn't speak for him. Um, and I can't speak for my son either. No, you you know what I mean? I, I, I just know though that he's, he watched more shit earlier. No, not earlier, but more than I did just cause there was more out there. You so know? Much it now, was, yeah. But maybe you could, you could make an argument too, that you could be, you can now be less sensitive. You could be more, sorry. You can be less sensitive to violence now because there is less violence. Whereas when you saw violence all the time, it, you know, you had to be hypersensitive to the fact that like, oh, fuck, I could, this could happen to me at any moment. Whereas now it's not, I mean, you should still be weary, but. I know for myself, I don't love violence. Like, I, have you seen the Joker movie? No. I haven't seen it either. You know, I just, speaking of the Joker movie, I just rewatched um, Dark Knight. Yeah. That's a real Joker With movie. Heath Ledger? Yeah. Fuck, he was good, man. Yeah, so good. So good. And and you've seen the up-to-date Joker? And I have. Yeah. It bothered you? Uh, we, didn't, we've already talked yeah, about he it. didn't like it. Exactly. Um, yeah, whatever. We can move on. Are we done with Dakota? Uh, no. Oh, sorry. No. Do you want to be done with him? No. Um, did you guys hear that story of what happened to that kid in Halifax there? He was being bullied by those. Hamilton. Hamilton. What did I say? Halifax? Yeah, that's horrific. Yeah, that's, that's, that is that's horrific. Horrible. But that just goes to Don't show you. Don't do that. Like, tell us to tell the listeners. So it, the story is. Most long, of our listeners are American. Long so. and short is that this kid was being bullied. He had his bike stolen. He told his mom about it. The mom came to school to try and get his bike back for him. And while she's picking him up or something, Four kids rush him. One of them stabs him like 18 times. They're all like between 15 and 17 years old. And you're just like, what the fuck? You know? You what said Hamilton? the fuck? Yeah. That yeah. kind of violence should be incited to defend your life or defend your family or defend your country, not just to take someone's life. Yeah, those people should be locked up for a long time. And, yeah, they, won't, that, that and person, they won't be. They won't be. I disagree. 17, they're going to try it as an adult. Well, there's an 18 if you stabbed, One's 18, they're fine. Well, there, that person, the, the, still is the 17-year-old. The one Simon, who did the stabbing do you know how, was 14. Okay, well, either way, he's going to spend the next seven years in fucking something, and then he's going to spend the rest of his life being fucking watched. You have to be so depraved to stab someone. So depraved? How shitty is that 14-year-old's life that they're like, okay, I'll do this. Over a bike, in front of his mom. In front of like, his mom. Like, it just, like. Um, Beat him up. Punch him out in front of his mom. Like, that's too much. Dude, none Wait, of I was just going to say, any Kamar, doesn't, Kamar, the guy who two seconds ago was like, I don't even like violence. It's like, knock the kid out in no, front of no, his mom. No, no, but I'm just saying, if you got to be a, a loser high school kid, you've got to do something badass. Like, you know what I've really been murder doing? Murder someone in cold blood. And, sorry, ugh, sorry. That's one of those stories, though, where it's like, you, you always have parents and teachers like, you know, if you just tell us who it is, it'll all make it better. And that's one of those stories where it's like, really? Will it? It didn't. Will it? Didn't. I've really been thinking lately, and they talked about it in this episode, is that everybody is somebody's child. You know what I mean? So when I see like this homeless guy on the street or whatever, I've been starting to think, you know, he was raised by some. It's just that, that is always hard to do. It's very sure. yeah, humanizing people. Yes. Yeah. Well, that's exactly what it is. Well, he's humanizing the guy he's trying to kill. Like I know why you're trying to kill me. Like it's just was that got, in the Dakota episode? Yeah. When, when, the guy, when the guy attacked him with a rock, 
he was like no he, i was you just brought up this kid being bullied and that no, I don't know where that came from. from. No, we just violence. violence. No. We Desensitized. Those just, kids. Sorry, what, I didn't want to come out and say no, no. about what video games did these kids play. It's you fine, know? Simon. It's just because I asked you. I was like, "What else do you have for Dakota?" And you're like, "A bunch." And then you go, "Did you guys hear about this kid in Halifax?" Those kids yeah, were. Those kids were uh, desensitized, but it was yeah, it was in Hamilton, which yeah, makes you feel Hamilton, a bit better. Yep. What do you guys think? A lighter subject about Chloe Sevigny sucking real dick on that movie. Bravo! I, I don't see the problem. Well, she obviously agreed to it, so... Well, she obviously agreed to it. Well, that's my point. But how Vincent Gallo ever convinced her of that is absolutely beyond me. Or how that was made more taboo than something violent. Yeah. That's who it was, Vincent Gallo? Is that what they said? Uh, I don't remember, did they? Yeah, I think it was Vincent Gallo. Um, it just... It, that's the biggest juxtaposition, is this whole... We'll show somebody literally getting their like spine ripped out of their body. But you're missing the point is they're not literally showing you like it's all CGI. It's not right. Sorry. But you see, my point is like it's kind of like a simulated sex scene where, you know, the spine isn't actually being ripped out. You know, the two people on screen aren't actually having sex, but they won't even simulate the sex on the movie, but they'll simulate the violence. That's what I was driving at. But they simulate the sex all the time. They just don't show penetration. Is that what you're saying? Well, pornography is a type of film. <laughs> they do show the sex. I think it's, it's just banned as NC-17 and or something. And the violence. Because it's just in, a... In, in the porno. Porn. I yeah. got you. Yeah, it's, yeah. Just a you. Blow, it's just a blowjob. She did a great job. I, I'm happy for him. How do you know she did a great job? I watched it. Oh, okay. Uh, he, I forgot you're you're so deep on the investigation. You had a good time. Podcast. Actually, I think you can YouTube it. Awesome. I think. Even though it is that. The craziest thing is I was like, is that how you say her last name? Svengi. Is that how you say it? I probably didn't say it right. I always thought it was like Sauvignon. She's always, <laughs> she's always been an elusive actress, a mystery. She was in Kids. Yeah, well, as a young kid, but as she's yeah. growing up, she's been lots. Kamar did make a very interesting point a couple of minutes ago, though, is that if you look back at any point in history, any time in our history, we're warring. Like, that's just what we do. So this is just what doing, we do. the price you do in business. Mm-hmm. Right? Like right from the start. Wow. Uh, the economics of war are also a big contributing factor. I, won- I wonder how much the economics of war played into wars long ago. Like we know modern war, it definitely I mean they probably played into it in a in in that there were all sorts of local craftsmen that all of a sudden had a booming business. If you were a blacksmith and they went to war your business was booming. If you, you know what I mean? If you, it just, everyone had to be more industrious during times of war, right? Cause I they guess needed more, more of everything. What I was thinking was like, so did Napoleon say, we got to, we got to attack uh, England because our economy is suffering and we need a boost. Or was, was that even a thought back then? Yeah. Maybe uh, well, it had to be something. No, maybe they think about it, Simon. Maybe they, maybe they never even stopped to think about it. Maybe they were just like, things are always really good when we're at war. You know what I mean? And never really stop to think, like, no, why know. is they that? They know. They know. I don't know. I'm just throwing it it's, out there. It's, it's like being a corporation. You know, you have to always be... A corporation can't just make a, a set of money. No, they have to go with 4% growth every year. For your shareholders. Yeah. And your shareholders are everyone. The only way you can do that is keep conquering stuff. Maybe it's 6 Whatever. If you're not growing 4 to 6% a year, then yeah, you're, uh, your company is stagnant. And he was a short guy, too. That's part of it. Who? Napoleon. Yeah, yeah that's the other thing, yeah. Was he that short? I think he wasn't that short. Apparently, he's extremely short. I think that's a misconception. Uh, uh, you know, they said that to discredit him through history because the winners write the war. But I don't think he was that short. 
I mean, depending on what you're. Well, he might have been like Joe Rogan five, short. Nine, Joe Rogan short, yeah, you know. Think, Joe Rogan might be the second coming of Napoleon. I mean, Simon, you got to think oh. about it like this: if you're on the front lines and everyone is like six five, six eight, and you're five nine, then you're short. I'm just I I'm I'm with you in that maybe he wasn't like five four as he's depicted, but I'm just saying if you're like you know think about the Germans they were swinging swords probably as big as Napoleon. I uh, I guess more what I just be careful what we're believing from these. Uh, History books because we know we know that uh, that we Bob Ross that Bob Ross owned a, Bob Ross that Bob Lazar owned a whorehouse. Yes, we That's know. That's right, exactly, Matthew. Yeah. You hit that on the head. Um, so there are gravity bong restaurants in L.A. popping up now where you can. Get it's not a gravity bong restaurant. You can just get high at the table. Well, you can't smoke, so it's got to be vaping only. I think you can smoke. I think that was the idea. You can't smoke. You, you don't know. You're not in L.A. Okay, but they have laws against smoking cigarettes. Yes, but they could. In restaurants. Okay, can you stop saying restaurants like a fucking, fucking murderous weirdo? Mm-hmm. Simon, we don't know. You're probably right. I think I'm right. But I'm just saying you don't know or well, not You're getting there. very angry at me for something that you think I may be right about. I said you may be right. Yeah. Because I'm leaving that open. Mm-hmm. You may be right. But I'm just saying you just automatically were like, you can't smoke. Well, because I just, I'm pretty sure that that's why Jamie was talking about the gravity bongs. Not because... A gravity bong doesn't vaporize. That's still smoke. Mm, interesting. And that's where I was at. Because mm-hmm. I was like, if you're smoking a bong, mm-hmm. then it's still smoke in the air. Why would they not then let you smoke joints? I thought they were talking about volcanoes. That's a different story. If it's a vapor lounge, mm-hmm. like a vapor restaurant... That's what I believe it is. Okay, so that's... I could be with you there. And they that, have to have those already. Underground, like... Well, I mean, alley stuff like well in toronto just, for I 10 mean, years in, for 10 years in toronto there was a, a place is, in kensington market where you could go and smoke weed and there play video is. games and there still whatever. is i think it's gone now that it's legal maybe that's possible that but would, simon that would make sense yeah <laughs> i would also think that <laughs> once it goes legal get rid of all the fucking i'll say this i don't want to sit in a restaurant where everyone's smoking pot i'd rather sit in a restaurant where i could just grab the volcano bag that's more that's more plausible. I would actually just rather do it how we're doing it now, that if I want to get high, I do it right before I go in or I leave halfway through the meal. And you know what I mean? I don't need a... Yeah. It's well, no, I will say this, though. Inside. I would love if there was like a non-pothead, disgusting, like, lounge where you could just go and like watch sports. That's and, the best of both. Yeah, I, I was smoke more, more like a coffee shop than a, a restaurant. Thank you. Well, like whatever. Yeah, you no, I don't want to Amsterdam. eat food, but yeah, like, like some a- snacks. Amsterdam. In Amsterdam, sure. you're not going into restaurants and smoking joints. You, those are still normal. You're going into the coffee shops and having your little cappuccino or whatever the fuck you're drinking and your joint. I, I remember going to Amsterdam the first time, and uh, these we're sitting out on this patio, and these kids are obviously there for the first time as well. And they roll up like the fucking biggest cannon I've ever seen, like a a 14 paper long cannon. They thought they were, this was so cool. You know, they smoke like half of it leave. It's just funny how it's weird. I always found like when I went to that lounge in Toronto where you could smoke weed on the patio or inside, I smoke huge joints to myself all the time. I always found when I did it there, I got like, Maybe it's just because you were like, you felt like the coughs could bust in at any moment, but I always felt like double as high smoking in like those public. I don't know why. It's just so foreign. 
Maybe. To what you well, you get real high smoking in those coffee shops for sure, man. Well, I will say this. When I lived in Vancouver, like my first week there, this guy that worked at the liquor store next to the bar I worked at came over. We were shooting the shit. And he's like, hey, what time do you get off? Do you want to go to the Vapor Lounge? It's like two blocks away. The Amsterdam Cafe. Dude, I had never used a volcano before. And he was explaining to me, he's like, you go, you pay five bucks. You can sit at a table. They give you a volcano. We'll hit it a few times. You have a one hour limit. And I looked at him and I was like, one hour limit? What are you talking about? He's like, dude, we're not going to be there longer than an hour. And I was like, yeah, we'll see. And like 45 minutes in, I, dude, I couldn't open either of my eyes. I remember being like, I have never in my life been this high. In a foreign place. Oh, and Kamar had to take the bus home. Like I was so, I was, that's the highest I've ever been to this day. Would it be better if you were in Ottawa having to go through that? Uh, no. Because I, I knew in my head, I'm like, I have 0% chance of bumping into anyone I know. You're like I was like, I know five people in this city. Holding on, yeah. Anonymity. Yeah. But that's the best of both worlds, right? Because you get to smoke inside and you're not bothering anybody else because it's all vape. It seems, well, be careful what you wish for. Here's you. the weird thing for me, though. If we all agree that we're there for that, then you're not bothering anyone else. I know, but you still don't want to be sitting, even though you love weed, you don't want to be sitting in a room where 12 people are smoking joints and 14 people are smoking bongs. That's just going to be a lot of fucking smoke. You yeah, know? but here's my thing is like, if Some you have a legitimate do. business, you can get ventilation where it's not that bothersome. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? If that's your specific business is people here smoke inside, then you buy the proper ventilation, you aerate the, you know what I mean? There's ways of doing it where it's not a dank. I, I'm with you. You don't want to be at like, The local community center in a fucking tight room with 18 people. Do you remember the fucking, do you remember the smoking rooms at Lac Lemi? Yeah, they were disgusting. Insane. Try being on like one of those trains in Europe. They have smoking trains. So you go into the train, the door shut behind. It is so insane, man. Like you get down low and you look up and it's. But again, it's 50 times worse with cigarettes. You know what I mean? With weed. They proper ventilation in each. What I was going to say, though, is what I like also about why I said it was good on two levels for the volcano is because most people aren't buying themselves volcanoes. So you get to experience this really cool way of getting super high. And it just seems so odd logistically because you have to plug the volcano in. Volcanoes are 700 bucks a piece to have one at every table. They have uh, Korean barbecue places where they have, you know, they just build them into the middle of the table. Right. I, I think it's a great idea, but they're not letting this happen in Canada for whatever reason. Especially in the winter. Especially in the winter. Well, I've said it before. Like, imagine if you had one theater in every, like that, just one individual theater where you all agreed. Like, listen, this is a weed theater. So if you don't, there's another theater mm-hmm. playing the same movie. You can go sit there without weed. But if you're in this theater, people are going to be smoking weed. If the ventilation is good, I'm with it. If not, I would like it to be some sort of vape theater. But hear me out, though. A theater's the perfect venue for it. It has 50-foot ceilings. Everyone in there could be smoking throughout the movie, and you wouldn't really... Maybe if you were sitting in the back of the top, you know what I mean? I don't think it would be that bad. Again, we do a lot of genius things like putting man on the moon. I'm sure we can figure out a way to ventilate a room properly. I don't think think Dakota talked about this at all. Are we done with him? We got to move on. Uh, Yeah, sure. If you want to be done with him, we can. Well, do you have any other good points in there? Because we've we've really gone off track quite heavily with Dakota here. Uh, No, no. We were done with Dakota. I'm sorry. We we were. yeah, Yeah, we're finished. Uh, come on. You can start by rating uh, this episode. I give it a two. Wow. 
Simon? I give this one a two as well. Or a two and a half, actually. Hmm. Um, I, I give this one a three. I thought it was uh, better than average. I mean, it was, you know, he had some, he- it was heavy. It was very heavy. But it was a good listen. Like, I, you know, what's up, Simon? No, Are you no, carrying no. the one? I'm doing math in my head. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I, 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 I thought this guy was a, you know, the Palin thing definitely threw me for a curveball. But other than that, I thought he seemed like a really caring, nice dude. You know what, what's crazy to me is if you listen to it, I was like, this is Nate Bargatze if he was a murderer and not funny. They have the same voice, the exact same voice. He's got a nice twang. I can't believe you didn't notice that, Simon. The no. whole time I was like, this is Nate Bargatze. No, didn't notice. All right. Do you guys want to give your final, final thoughts? Final thought on him, come here. Yeah, I just I just agreed with a lot of a couple of things he said, but he sounded genuine and it was just weird. I mean, know? it sounded like a really nice guy. Absolutely. He's talking about um trying to do good yep. or what he thinks is good. But he was married to Sarah or he had that I'm so blown away Kids by and that. divorced by Bristol Palin. But then that makes me wonder, too, just going back to this whole, like, he's raised in the military, so, I don't know, I just, are you, are you so skewed to one side that way, or can you come out of it so, uh... Um, you guys are asking all the wrong questions, it's pussy, it's pussy. No, I feel We've like- all been fucking conned by some good pussy in our day, don't act like good pussy doesn't con dudes but all the time. What if the, the what are you talking about? went after Well, you're, you're sitting here like... You're like, I don't understand your point. Is he so skewed by the military that that's why he's with Sarah Palin's no, daughter? No, two totally opposite. He's uh, not with her sorry, anymore. Two totally different points. Sarah Palin's oh, daughter okay, done. Sorry. And then oh, okay. just is his opinion. Like we listen to this guy talk and he seems like this totally rational dude, really well thought out. But then you're like, but all his kind of opinions are being formed during the military. I, I just. I don't know. Whatever. I don't know. He's really seemed like a really nice guy, though. Check out Pat Tillman. All right. Um, we're going to pay some bills and uh, we'll be right back. This week's episode is brought to you by mybookie.ag. Do you ever find yourself wishing that you could make some extra cash with your NFL knowledge? Well, at mybookie, they want to make your dream come true this season. Now, between the football season, the MLB playoffs, the start of the NBA and NHL season, It's time to get off the sidelines and get into the action. If you're the kind of guy who likes to bet a little and win a lot, try a parlay. For instance, if you like a couple of the big favorites this week, parlays are perfect because they let you bet multiple games together for a much bigger payout. So if you're going to bet this season, do the smart thing and go to mybookie.ag because no one gives you more ways to win. And the best part is if you join right now, MyBookie will double your first deposit. Use the promo code JREE to activate the offer. That's promo code JREE to double your cash. Visit mybookie.ag today. You play, you win, you get paid. All right, Simon. All right, so it's 1365, Brian Redman. The return of Brian. Who coincidentally was just on the skeptic tank? Yeah, that which was a great, this one. a great episode. He was so good. I remember listening to it and thinking, "Wow, Brian has come a long way because uh, he was poignant and insightful." And he is the pod father. He's realized what he does, his role. You know what I mean? 
Yeah, I, 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 I mean, yeah. I, I it felt he like he was coming in on a horse this time. Uh, not so much on this episode with Joe. On, with Joe, but on Ari's for sure, it was like. Uh, I mean, they called it the Podfather. It was. You didn't listen to it, uh, Matt. Listen to what? Brian Redband with. Uh, no, Matt doesn't listen to Skeptic Tank ever. That's I don't fair. Think. Well, I mean, the guy fucking roofies his friends, so I don't think he's that great a guy. I listened to that thing uh, with Leanne and, um, and Christina, Christina Pazinski. Yeah. And at one point, Leanne even said, you know, if they were on the road, that's fine, whatever. She wasn't that mad about that. It was just the It was the fact that they were set, at their setting, home. Yeah. So Joe said Bird is no longer talking to Ari. They're on no speaking terms. But I kind of got that vibe. From Sober October. I didn't. You didn't? No, I thought. Oh, I uh, definitely got that vibe. Oh, really? You okay. hashed it out? I thought that, that you know. If you, go ba- if you went back and listened to it, not that I expect you to. If you go back and listen, there's not a lot of Bert talking to Ari. A reconciliation. In fact, it even seems like when Ari asks him a question, he's answering to the group, not to Ari. Okay. That, you, you're probably right. I wasn't even kind of looking for that, I guess. But it made me double down on what Kamar said about Ari going on first to really hammer home. Like, Joe, you know, we're really great friends, right? We have a lot of good rapport. We've been friends a long you time. Stand by me if I did yeah, anything. Like, it doesn't matter what I did, right? We'd be friends. Troll can't go too far. <laughs> yeah. I think you're right about that, too. Uh, well, I was all Kamar. I really, I really, I really truly believe that was his. Because it didn't make sense last year. I agree with that now also, because just looking back on the whole thing with some time. But... uh and just going back to last week for a second, I don't think it was a good thing what he did. No. He obviously did something that was not cool, but I also think this is crazy. The I still double down on the fact that if Leanne wasn't even home, if she had been out of town, this is a non-issue. We must release the podcast. Because he <laughs> also said in this one that Bert, said that he stopped drinking because of that whole thing. So, like, it seems that the only really good things came out of this. It does. Uh, Magic was the perfect paper. intervention. Yeah. It may be the super troll between them all. And they come in holding each other up at the end of Sober October. No, but imagine, like, imagine Bert becomes sober and hits Kevin Hart status. And he has only Ari dosing him to thank. Like, Leanne's driving a fucking a Rolls Royce. And she's that- thinking back, like... This is all because of that Jew. That could be a cause for divorce. <laughs> oh, yeah. There you go. Because I don't think Leanne will ever talk to her again. But no, anyway. She definitely will. Uh, Brian Redband's on the show in a spacesuit. I did not know that. Can I just really... This is this is the ultimate Matrix moment. Um, oh, wait. Maybe he said it in the Tom Green. Shit. Yeah. Shit. Shit. Yeah. I think it is. Shit. I think it is. A, I well, hold on. I'll just say it real quick. Up. Someone. So someone messaged me. Um, or message us, excuse me, on Instagram saying, Joe is definitely fucking high. He's on right now with Red Band, wearing the NASA suit, dead giveaway, fuck the sober October thing. And I responded by saying, um, yeah, the, the suit's usually a dead giveaway, um, but I have a lot of friends that when they watch the UFC, they're like, Joe's on Coke. Look at him. He's high on Coke. He's definitely high on Coke. And I'm like, I don't think he showed up to an event he's getting paid this much for and did cocaine, but whatever. So I said to him, I was like, a lot of casuals think he does coke. And then was it in Tom Green or in this one where he's like, a lot of people think I do coke. It like was a, in Tom, Tom okay, Green. Okay, my bad. Yeah. Sorry. Which we'll be doing for the next. Which is on edition. the yes. Yeah. Which is a day late. Sorry, Patreon. Um, hey, it's Thanksgiving, man. Come on. Thanks for giving us. Some yeah, time. Well, I'm, I'm going to write that and explain it to all of them. Um, yeah, I just thought that was. I thought. I thought that was all hilarious. 
Where did this? Where was this going though? Where did well, I just the fact that he going? was wearing the spacesuit? Yes, and I think he was like, "Hey, Joe, you know all you Duncan wore costumes? Yeah. Maybe fun if we did it too." That's how Red Band may not have grown because I doubt it was Joe's suggestion or Jamie's. I disagree, Kamara. I, I like to agree with you. You know that. I but, do. Uh, I think that Joe suggested that whole thing. I don't think uh, Brian Redman is desperate for attention anymore. I think he's pretty much settled into his whole thing. Hmm. Oh, to be a fly on the wall and find out how mm-hmm. that conversation mm-hmm. happened. So they talked about Stephen Root a little bit, and he's a really funny guy, man. Yeah. Like a really funny guy. His character, he's Milton. Milton, yeah. correct, on Office Space. And... Um, and, but he, him on news radio was he was hilarious, man. As Jimmy James, Jimmy James, yeah, Jimmy James. And did you ever see the episodes where Putty was on as Johnny Johnson? He was like the evil nemesis of Jimmy James, and they were like fighting for control of the. Uh, those were really funny. And then he ends up marrying uh, Tierney. There, Laura Tierney is that her name? He lost with the Putty. Do you know you who lost Putty me at, is? You lost me at news radio. I, no, I think when you explain who Putty is, like, oh, Putty, but no. From Seinfeld. Putty. You know. Uh, the devils. The devils. Come on. He's the dude that does the voice in uh, Family Guy. He's Joe's voice. The, the handicap. The wheelchair The guy, handicap. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Patrick you know. Warburton. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Kamar knows his fucking real and name. Patrick Warburton go. is on News Radio. Yeah, amazing. As Johnny Johnson, the evil nemesis of Jimmy James, who is Stephen Root, who we're talking about, who was in Office Space, I which I thought would be a great... Uh, oh, the movie game. Movie game. Kamar is, like is the only person in our age range that you would say putty to, and he'd go, oh, Patrick Warburton. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here. Yeah, I can't believe it. Like, do you not watch Seinfeld? Like, when I say putty, Matt, what do you think? Dude, I knew right away. The weirdest part, though, is that he then was so on board with news radio. Knew all of it. But mm-hmm. the Seinfeld reference, right over his head. <laughs> I think I like news radio more than Seinfeld. I love news radio. I love, love news radio. That's a crazy statement. That news radio is close to Seinfeld. I mean, oh, I, I don't I know, think man. Personally, Phil Hartman is amazing. When you rewatch them, news radio might hold up better. Wow. Yeah. Let's stop. Let's stop right there for a second. Sure. Phil Hartman would have been the fucking guest of a lifetime. Oh, incredible! You're absolutely right, Matt. That would have been, and of course, he would have been on a million times. He would have been on regularly, and he was. Would have been one of the best. Like he would have been someone you looked for. Oh, Phil's on again. Just the voices. The voices. That's what I was going to say. The Simpsons stories. The SNL stories. The fact that he lived a whole life before becoming famous. Like Phil Hartman is the ultimate guest. He did the voice of uh, what's his name on the Simpsons. Troy McClure. Troy McClure. Yeah, yeah. of course. Just the way they talk about him. Like is it? He he's I. only thing is being big, like he's bigger than life. Every time Joe talks about him, he tears up a little bit. It's like, and how could he not? I d- no, I'm saying he loved that guy. He, he loved strippers, enamored by strippers. <laughs> Dude, I fucking, I was like, yeah, no wonder his wife killed him. <laughs> but he wanted to know where they went to school, yeah. and he wanted. <laughs> I know. I was immediately thinking. I was like, you know, Joe, my dad loves strippers, and it's not that fucking enamoring or endearing. Sorry. Well, I guess when you really love a guy, yeah. He was a passionate man. So well, are we doing the movie we're doing game? the movie game. The movie is office space. I got to I got to call into question the fact that Simon without Simon okay, pulled wait, this one just, out here. Just, if he's within uh, if he's within a couple yeah. million on, hold on either. Hold on. Uh, yeah, I knew I, I, I think he'll be nowhere near. I knew as I point I was trying to get Kamar to do it on his own. 
okay? Just Oh, so he's definitely got the numbers written but in the book there. But let me tell you, Matt, I promise you on my children's lives, I can't do any more than that. You know what I mean? That's the, the thing I hold the most dear. I have, I would never, I would never look up a movie beforehand. I what him. what I do is say, dude, this, this is may be a good one for the movie game, I but don't. I will never look them up before. Come on, you act like I've never been hustled. Like no, you act like there's no straight. Like no, no, no. He Simon, could you not walk it. away here with the win, feeling good about himself. I Simon, you missed that. it. It's you said that, and then Kamar looked at me and went, "I believe him. I've been hustled before. <laughs> get, out of, get the fuck out of I here." Has Simon ever lied to you <laughs> before, Maddie? Yeah. Fucking guy, go ahead with your game. No, but really, like I can't. It's fine. It's fine. A hundred percent. What? Let's both wait. I want to guess the year it came out. Yeah, because you get extra points for that. Well, no, we'll start. I just said it, but oh, did you? you, you oh, didn't I didn't. Then I didn't hear. I didn't hear it either. Okay, well there we go. I'm going to say 97. And I think it came out in 99. That's exactly what I just said. 30 seconds ago. What? what? It came out in 1999. Oh, yeah. Fuck. This is starting bad for me already. All right, let's do it. So go ahead, Simon. I think you're first this time, actually, Matt. Well, the winner should go first okay, every time, okay, and okay. I never win. And the choose of the movie, I, I really should choose this, and I dropped the ball. But I know you. Go ahead, quickly. We're so, Office Space, 1999. It's not a, a spelling bee. With can a, I get the origin? Can I get it in a sentence? <laughs> yeah, like, what the fuck? Um, I think the cost of the movie was $8.5 million. And I think it grossed fifty no forty six million. I think it cost one point eight million dollars to make. And what did you say it grossed? Forty six and six million, I think. I'm gonna say fifty five million. So I think it's pretty obvious uh, that Simon did look this up ahead of time. It cost ten million to make the movie. <laughs> this is a fucking joke. Go on. And it made twelve million dollars. Oh well, I was way off. Both of you are way off. It's hey, a Super Bowl. Hey, hold on. It made twelve million. They made two million dollars off that movie. Yeah. Wow. I bet they made so much I, in off, DVD, off the DVD yeah, sales. That's what yeah. happened yeah. with that Back movie. When but when it came money. out, yeah, because totally, that was a cult classic. It totally bombed. Total cult classic, Matt. Michael Bolton. Because wait, just for the record, I definitely never saw it in the theaters. No, no. God, no. Yeah, I, I bought the DVD probably four times. They didn't spend the money on a commercial for it. Like, I think I had to pay for it twice at Blockbuster, like an $80 bill. Fun story. I'm sure you guys know this already, but uh, that's all from an SNL sketch. Like a drawn Mike Judge. I thought it was Dilbert or something. No, it was Mike Judge of Beavis and Butthead. He drew this sketch for SNL that was just Milton. Someone stole my stapler, and if you don't bring it back, I'm going to blow up the whole building. That was, was it. Steven Root. Yeah, but what I'm saying is and it from all... from that, the whole movie? From that, that's where the movie came from. Oh, yeah. that's cool. Joe so, Rogan is so lucky to be on news radio and then look at acting as being difficult because I think acting is very difficult. Acting is incredibly fucking Playing difficult. Playing pretend is very hard. What I will say is this, Joe... So I went to acting school. Well, just real quick. I know Simon always rolls his eyes and moves his mic and gets ready to leave, but... I realized right away, I was like, I'm not an actor. I'm a terrible actor. But I had zero problem with anything that involved a comedic scene. Like, that was just natural to me. Um, and I think that's the the disconnect Joe has, is that he was on a comedic sitcom in his realm. So to him, it was like, 
this isn't that tough. But I guarantee you, if Joe showed up on set to do a fucking serious role, he would very quickly realize, like, wow, acting is very difficult. For like eight takes in a row, act like he's eight, the most, probably like forty, or whatever. Yeah, he, he's just found out his kid died. Exactly. Now do get it there. again. You yeah, can do it. Yeah. But really get yeah. well, there. I, well, this is what I've been. I haven't seen the movie, but I've watched a couple of interviews with uh, Joaquin Phoenix, and uh, it's just crazy how they talk about. Have you guys seen the footage of Joe eating shit on the bike? Joe Rogan? Yeah, he talks about it, how he fell on the set of... Zookeeper. Of Zookeeper. Oh, no, I know he's talking about it. I've not seen the footage. Dude, though. he eats shit hard. You, It makes you think. You're like, Joe doesn't know how to ride a bike. He doesn't seem that athletic. Dude, he goes ass over tea kettle. Fuck it, like right over the handlebars and just and he's in full. He's wearing a helmet, like elbow pads. It looks. And he said that happened more than once. I've only seen the video of it happening the one time, but they should have done the hip hop dancing. Hundred <laughs> percent. No, what I was going to ask was, have you seen the video of Joe Quinn Phoenix where he's on set and <laughs> there, and he's like um, talking to the director there, and he goes, "Would you would you stop with the whispering already? I can't." How am I supposed to get into character when you're constantly whispering at me over there? And there's like, okay, whoa, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Listen, it's just really hard when you're whispering at me and, and I'm really sorry. And, and, but I, I, and then he kind of mumbles a little bit and he's like, but I know it was you who started the share rumor. And what's so bad about share anyways, she's a triple threat acting, dancing, whatever. Cause there, there was a rumor going on that the director was calling him share cause he was being a diva anyways. So he's on Kimmel and Kimmel plays that clip. It was, you should check it out. It's is all it, pretty is interesting. It audio or video. No, it's video. And he's getting into character sort of, is it set up though? Is it a real, do you think it's real? I think he knew the video was going to be played on Kimmel. I don't think it, that was gotcha journalism, but it was definitely a real clip that for some reason got out into the public. Because I got to tell you, there's in this day and age, there's a strict no fucking no Dude, cameras on set. Check, rule. check it out, man. Check it out because right. uh, it seems pretty fucking legit. I could be wrong. That's why. Do you remember when what's his name was freaking out when Christian Bale freaked out at that? <laughs> yeah, that's what I was going to. That's why there was only audio because they because they had sound running, but there's, they have a very strict, like if you pull out a camera on any movie set, unless you have the fucking badge. Yeah. You're, you're getting tossed off that set. I mean, but, listen, we'll watch it afterwards. It's yeah, only yeah, no, like you're, a minute. I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm just thinking, I'm thinking out loud. That's all. I'm just running through stuff in my head. I apologize. You know, what was a crazy idea that I had no idea is uh, idea, idea fucks um, that they're changing movies for Chinese audiences. It's ridiculous. Isn't that insane? You saw that South Park, that they banned South Park? Dude, that apology might be one of the funniest things I have ever heard. They are the kings. Yeah, those guys are like, those guys are we're, fucking top. We're so sorry for possibly insinuating that whoever looks like Winnie the Pooh. <laughs> it's just like, you didn't say that. You're only mentioning that in your apology. Dude, those guys are fucking... <laughs> They're so brilliant. It's so funny, man. It's so funny. But it's so scary how all these organizations kowtow to China for the money. Like well, you, the saw, you saw the NBA this well, week, no, obviously. That, that was, that's where it all started, this yeah. whole conversation. Yeah. That's what I'm talking about. Like it, it's ridiculous the 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 way they are outspoken about some things and not about other. Whatever you care about. Whatever you care about. But to be just like, well, no, no, everything's great over there. They're fine. Because one guy did one tweet. 
that's what freaks me out. It wasn't a whole bunch of people did a video supporting them, one tweet, and they're like, no, no, you guys love us. Fuck you. What's even crazier is the NBA is still, um, like, they had a bunch of plans. They were going to give a bunch of computers to a bunch of schools, and they're still going through with that. And I'm like, why? It's crazy. That's insane. These guys clearly told you to fuck off. And you want you don't want to look bad, so you're going in. I don't know Simon's if they told aggressively him, writing. Go I ahead. don't know if they told him to fuck off. I think they more told him, "This is what you're going to do if you want our money." That's crazy. It is crazy. But this whole idea of changing the movie is like that's art. I mean, I I know some of the movies these days that's subjective, but but that I think that's where you're you're missing it. Is it's really they're making them change blockbusters. And they're all, and really all they're doing is throwing in, we want a Chinese character in there, a high ranking doctor general. But as a right director, now, you're thinking about the second movie you're making, even though it's a Right now, movie. it's just a Chinese character, and then it's an idea, you know, it's a- Propaganda. Yeah, I, this is a really slippery slope, and the idea that they're doing this, it, to me, it's the same as, I get it, Matt, that it's just the blockbusters. But it's the same kind of thing as taking a painting and doctoring it or a book and changing an idea to suit your country's point of view. That That's not right, man. That's what's happening. That's though. not right. Okay, well, I love that you regard the Avengers as true art. I'm I'm with you. It's a slippery slope, but you act as, as if, like, China hasn't been controlling what the fucking media puts out forever anyway. You know what I mean? Like, I get what you're saying. You're saying as if Disney is going to add something just to gain 2 billion viewers, but 2 billion viewers is fucking a third of the world. So no, the, the, I the mean, in, money talks is just, that's just so apparent across all these yeah. things. Google, we can't hide um, it anymore. Is it's the happening. Point. Blizzard games, like took a video game down, like across the board. People are like, no, no, China's money's too important to us. Well, no, here's a, or they're always in debt. I but here's know. a weird thing. This is not so EA sports, for example, they have these games called Ultimate Team. Simon knows about them. What it is really quickly is like we used to do in, in the 80s where you'd buy a pack of trading cards. In the game now, you buy packs. They give you trading cards, but you get to play with those players. So if you want Lionel Messi, you have to pack him or buy him. The point is this. China, when China decided we're going to let you guys release FIFA over here, they, they said to EA, but you have to tell us what the odds are of hitting these players in the packs. And EA had to change the game for the rest of the world because of China, for the better, which I might add. So it's odd that China has some regulations. Like that, to me, was a regulation that was great, where I sat back and I was like, how is China leading this fucking... And it's crazy, because now the U.S. has actually jumped on, and now the U.S. is saying that they think EA in general is running a gambling... They're, they're arguing that what EA is doing is running a gambling website without calling it gambling and with no returns. I wonder, though, if they're able to get away with it in China because, um, I don't know, just because they're less inclined to let an American company come in and dupe their populace where they're okay with their own companies. Maybe you're right. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But there's no way we're letting the Yanks come in and not yeah, you might tell have a good us point. the odds. Yeah. Because trust me, they're not telling them the odds on their own lotteries. 
You, you know what I'm Do saying? Do you think they have? St- I don't think they have state-run lotteries in uh, a communist country. Whatever the fuck they yeah, have, yeah. Matty. They know who's winning the lotteries. I, I, I'm just <laughs> saying, whatever they're running over there, it's not like the people are hip to the jive. Yeah, yeah. I think they're being held back more than we are if, you know. No, no, no. The world is bowing to China. Literally. What, uh, you guys like fruit? What a fucking weird subway. Go ahead. Yeah, I like fruit. Yeah. What's your favorite fruit? Strawberries. Mango, dried mango. Dried mango. What That's a amazing. weird fucking answer. It's good, though. He's out of the conversation. Dried mango. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Durian is disgusting. Was this episode they were talking about? It? That's why this is coming up, man. Oh, my God. When we were in Thailand, that shit is everywhere. It is the most repulsive. F- and literally, in Thailand, when you're in the airport, there's warnings fucking everywhere if you bring durian onto the plane you will be thrown off the plane you can't travel with durian kamar it smells so heinous it's unreal that anyone would ever put this but in their do mouth they love it over there yes like simon you'll be walking down the street and you're like what is did you're like is there a dead body near me no it's a durian fruit stand just some guy standing there in this putrid little fucking hut all day it smells so bad. I think papaya smells really bad, but Not, I'm sure this is worse. Oh my god, Kamar! It's like put fifty of the worst farts you've ever smelt in a bag, Have you and then just put your head it? in it. I wouldn't. Okay, so we what, were there for three what weeks. What is your least favorite fruit that I've eaten? Mm-hmm. I guess kiwi. Kiwi? You just don't like the texture? Yeah, because the taste isn't that bad. Yeah, but I the te- I, yeah I think it's a texture. I agree. Thing. I don't like the text. Well, I don't like the texture either. But they they don't taste terrible. I mean, okay, what's your least what's your favorite, favorite fruit? tasting fruit? Then? Uh, this is a weird question. I I've never... I don't know what my favorite fruit is. I like pretty much all fruits. Asking I, us, I hate bananas. The, the, it's definitely I one also, of my least favorite. I also fucking Foods. hate. Do you hate banana bread? No, I love banana bread. Okay. And here's a weird thing about love me. banana pops. I love too. I love banana, but that's not real that's banana. Chemical. That's chemical banana. Yeah. Okay, but, fine. I love but chemical I hate, banana. But I hate banana runts, which is also chemical best. banana. No. Um, so what I was going to say is I love all fruit pretty much across the board. There aren't very many fruits I won't eat. Well, hold on. There's not many like North American domesticated fruits you won't eat. Exactly. I think that's a big caveat. Um, I just haven't tried that many. I'm with you, but I'm just saying there's so many exotic fruits out there that fine. My point was going to be, I hate cooked fruit. Like I hate pie. I hate really uh, even apple danishes. Yeah. yeah. If I you hate cook all fruit, you're a fucking I asshole. I hate all cooked fruit and I hate all mushed fruit. <laughs> like I can't eat applesauce. I can't eat. Um... Oh, sorry there. Apples. That's my least favorite fruit. Oh, I love apples. Jam. I fucking hate. They're apples. probably my favorite fruit. Come to think of it. Yeah. Fucking no jam for you. No jam. Yeah. No jelly. No. So that's weird, right? That is weird. Yeah. I like all those things. No preserves can suck my dick. Okay, that's good to know that we're on the same page on that one. Uh, back to just riding bikes for a sec. So Joe tells the story about how they pull over to pick up that person who had fallen. I think he might have told this story before. It seemed kind of familiar. But imagine you're that person. You fall off your bike. So he says they're driving down the road. They see this woman bail off her bike. Uh-huh. They pull over because he's the closest person there. So imagine you're like coming to and Joe Rogan is above you. You think you're still out? Well, you think you're in heaven if you're a Joe Rogan fan. You if know what I mean? But is he Joe Rogan at this time? Yeah, he's Joe Rogan at the time. He said it wasn't that long ago, I think. Fair enough. Dude, my buddy was hitchhiking from Whistler back to Vancouver. 
and this Escalade pulls over, and they're like, "You want to ride?" He's like, "Yeah." He gets in. It, it's Seal. Really? Yeah, Seal owns a place in Whistler, and I guess he stopped and picked up my buddy hitchhiking. Yeah, that is That's so amazing. weird. Why is Seal picking up hitchhikers? I'm sure he's like, "I'm Seal. I'm not that fucking like." If you were gonna get in to murder the person that picked you up, you'd get in and be like, "Well, I can't murder Seal." Brother, it's a bit love. too high fucking. Yeah, I guess it would be freaky if I woke up to Joe Rogan in my face. That'd be interesting, that's for sure. So there was kind of a, I mean, no, it was a Matrix moment in this episode for all three of us because they had the exact conversation we had last episode about... Epstein? No, that's coming up. But, okay, sorry. Um, about the movie set in the future because they were talking about Demolition Man and it's set in 2022. All off. And we had just had that whole, because we did the apology for the um, Jetsons, or I did the yeah. apology for the Jetsons, rather. <coughs> yeah, I refuse to apologize. And we had that whole conversation about um, when movies were based. They had that same conversation. Demolition Man is so way off. I don't know if you remember this, but there's no toilet paper in Demolition Man. Or sex, isn't it? Yeah, no, there's there's like a weird virtual well, sex that, they have. Yeah, that's But yeah, I there's have. no toilet paper. There's just three shells on the back of the toilet. Way off. We still wipe our asses. But the reason why uh, Dennis Rodman's Dennis Rodman. Yeah. I got to say, though, Simon, back to Thailand and the durian fruit, everywhere that is nice has a bidet over there. And that's not that's a bidet, it. but they have like a... It's weird. In Thailand, sorry, they don't have bidets. They just have... You know the hose that comes out of your sink? They just have those beside every toilet. In even the fancy places, they only have a hose? Yeah. And no toilet paper? No, no, there's toilet paper and the hose. That's and the non fancy places, it's usually just a hole in the ground wiping. with a bucket of water. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I gotta say, it's kind of nice. Uh, it's kind of nice showering your anus with some lukewarm water. After I told a shit. you that I am thinking very highly when I move about getting one of those uh, super toilets. Oh, that heats the seat and the whole night has yeah, the, yeah. the air dry yeah. and the spritzer and the whole. Gone this far, uh, treat yourself. Treat yourself. Um, my question is do you think that that toilet ever gets like uncalibrated and a guy has to come in and recalibrate the the jets that shoot at your anus and then does he have like a faux anus like bullseye that he has to put down I was uh, we had one for a bit and we got rid of it for some reason but it it's, is self cleaning so well, yeah the seat rotates around right and it mm-hmm. steam cleans the whole thing it's fucking incredible those Japanese ones I saw Steve-O once take a shit like around the front end of one of those. Like he coiled his, and then it <laughs> fucking thing tries to clean it, and it just steam cleans shit all genius, around. Genius, absolute <laughs> genius. <What an> asshole. <laughs> oh, shout out to Steve-O. So they were talking about Wesley Snipes just because of Demolition Man, and, and just then his, his whole legal problems, tax thing. Yeah, and that I don't know if we ever talked about this, but that his whole thing was he's part of that weird Egyptian cult yeah and he didn't believe he was an american citizen they were the original americans or something so that they don't have to pay taxes and then i was wondering so does he join that religion to get out of paying taxes or was that did he get in all this trouble because he believed so much in the religion that you know they couldn't pay tax because that's their whole thing they're why would they pay the government when the government should be paying them or whatever? I don't know why it's not like a Scientology thing where he's he's in the right. Well, you know how Sci- Scientology is exempt from tax. Because it's not a recognized religion. That's the issue, yeah. 
So he didn't do his due diligence to join something that he could hide behind. So it has to be the latter is what you're saying. I I know I don't know. but No, no, but you make a very good point, Kamar, because you're right. Uh, he would have to know that they didn't have tax-exempt status, so it would have to be that he's so into the religion that... Listen, if you come out and straight up say, we're not paying taxes, they're coming after you. You have to hide behind some sort of veil of like... Well, we're a religion and we're trying to get our exempt status, but we're, you know, it's a real fucking runaround. Touch and go right Yeah, now. you can't, you can't just be like, no, no, we don't. Cause then they're going to, they're going to go, oh, well, guess what? We got a place for you. It's called fucking jail, which I, I think is crazy, but I think what he would have had to do is maybe like become Russian or something. This is what's crazy to me. You could borrow a hundred thousand dollars from me and you could not pay it back. And I have little recourse. I can go to court. Oh, it's going to cost you money. Yeah, no, but but <laughs> the U.S. government, they're like, you owe us 100 grand. And you're like, yeah, I mean, I listen, it's tough times. They're like, okay, well, we're going to put you in jail. You can't put me in jail if I don't pay you back. That's yeah. it. It's insane. It seems like the most ass backwards, asinine shit in the world. Agreed. Who I can't remember who said it. They were like, imagine going to jail. Like, yo, what are you in here for? Murder. Oh, cool. What are you in here for? tax evasion you know like i know they don't put them in the same fucking place but it's that's insane it conceivably could happen no it couldn't you're going to some fucking third tier jail third tier jail if it's for tax evasion they don't put you in jail with a fucking violent criminal the serial killer that's insane well speaking of jail that's a good enough uh subway for me for Uh, epstein yeah i felt a little bit of vindication when joe comes out and kind of gives the exact same diatribe i gave whatever a month ago you know what i mean like but it just wasn't on his radar it seems like Like he's talked about it but now he's talked about it so much it's on his radar get out of here now he's outraged by the whole thing you gotta like you listen to the same podcast Joe Rogan's we do, Matt. He hardly has talked about Epstein at all. You guys are nuts. You guys are fucking crazy. How many episodes? Listen, we could go back since the Epstein thing, and he's probably mentioned it in three quarters of the episodes. You guys are just pissed because he hasn't Sam tripled the shit out of it and gone like and spent an hour each episode discussing it with each guest. Do you know? Let me tell you this. If he had done that, you would be fucking sickened by it by now. You'd be like, Joe, we get it. Epstein, like... We can't keep doing this where there's like, no, you know what Joe never did, Matt? And that's all we would have asked of him is have one guest on who knows what the fuck they're talking about. He talked about it a bunch of times with um, whoever comedian was on Tom Papa, who doesn't know shit about shit. Like just have one person on who is an authority on what's going on here. I've got to agree with Matt on this one. That would be boring. Thank if it you. was just a Joe Rogan Epstein deep dive. I mean, it's what we want, but it, I don't think it'd be good. Let me also take a moment out to say that this guy has fished his wish f- repeatedly for the yeah. last couple of months. This might be coming and, the pipe. And it's still not good enough. All I want is Dave Chappelle, a good friend of Joe's, to go on and chat for an hour just about anything. This guy gets fucking all the alien talk he wants. Everyone Simon's wanted has been on. And it's still not good enough with the Epstein. Well, they haven't had an Epstein guy on. But say he has an Epstein guy on. He's talking for about 45 minutes, and you're going deep. And like, okay, we're getting there. And then all of a sudden, Jeremy Corbyn pops. <laughs> <laughs> Just <laughs> leans in. What I was going to say, we, we find out that there? he's interested in the MMA, and then the whole episode no, that derails just goes it. to shit. You know? Again and again and again. But no, I mean, he brought it up. Joe's finally gotten to, to where Simon was Outrage, at. rage. I'm actually more on board with he's still alive 
than with oh really they killed him yeah interesting I'm with Matthew I've come I've come to that point too well no but you were you were the the sure he he killed himself like let's who are we kidding here <clears throat> well but here's my thing Kamar it's I think for me. It's an easier cover-up for them to slide him out of jail and throw in a dead body that looks like his, an already cadaver, an already dead body, and then just brush it under the rug as far as an autopsy or any of that shit than it is to go in and have someone killed on in a federal penitent. You know what I mean? Like, leave some sort of paper trail all the way there, yeah. Go ahead, Simon. You're, this is no, your podcast. Nobody too. ever ever demands to see hey we didn't see that funeral we never saw the bot you know what i mean we just take for granted that everybody they tell us dies dies it's in osama bin laden how many fucking islands do you think there are out there that are just full of the people you thought weren't around anymore like tupac kurt cobain elvis they're all just there they're like who the fuck is this oh epstein fuck it's very interesting and now has become a folktale of lore Unless something comes out, you know what I mean? I mean, I mean, wait, I'll say this. I want someone to follow. So the the cellmate that stopped him from committing suicide, I want someone to follow the paper trail with him for the next 10 years. Because that'll really, de- that'll determine if that guy mysteriously dies anywhere in the next 10 years. Okay. Uh, then that's smelly to me. Also, if if that guy stays in jail, like let's say that guy's in jail for the next 10 years. But you see his family start making some wild purchases, nicer home, this, that, the next. Then I think there's someone should follow him. That's where the that's where the story will end up being. The whole thing is just too fishy to to even approach with a knife and fork. Well, soon you're gonna start seeing all the movies, all the miniseries, all the right. Like people are gonna start making money off this shit. I just, that's how that's it's going to be brought back into the media. That's where I disagree with you. I have a feeling that this one will just go away. There won't be an Epstein miniseries. There won't be a Netflix thing. There won't. It'll be a cliche throwaway line. I think there will be a documentary, Simon, but I actually don't think there'll be like a made for TV or a. a They're mo- not going to OJ this, is what you're no, saying? I don't okay, think well, they will. We're going to find out. Yeah. I mean, listen. OJ, it didn't happen right away. You know what I mean? It happened years later, all these, uh, the law and order and the this. Yeah, but it's different. OJ is still alive. Mm, okay oh because okay well he didn't make any money off that no that's not my point i just think that oj still being alive the story is still it's still relevant he's on twitter hey twitter world you know what i mean like he's annoying (laughs) i gotta say though the comments on his shit are just fucking so good murderer you fucking two in the bush like that's the weirdest part to me is it's like he's such an egomaniac that like most people that would cause so much trauma well, i should take this down this is not good well they just be like i can't this is not why i got on here you know what i mean like and i'm sure he's the kind of guy who out of a hundred thousand comments is finding the two that are like go get him juice we know you're innocent he's like well this guy right here look donnell 422 he has no idea what a comment is or anything someone's helping okay. him Does, fair enough because he's just like this or someone's filming him Fair enough. He's like on Andy Bernard on that episode of yeah, The yeah. Office. Comments disabled, likes shown. You're doing great, Juice. I love that. If Reviews. You, if you know anything about him, he cheats at golf religiously. So I just find it funny that he's still out there on the golf course and people what, are just letting him pass cheat. pass him after murder? <laughs> Obviously. <laughs> well, isn't that him. the joke, Matt? Like who's calling Juice on... Uh, 
Oh, you got a part juice? Yeah. You got a part Go juice? Ahead, yeah. <laughs> He's putting a glove on. Yeah, no, I yeah. thought it was a birdie, actually. Yeah. Seemed like maybe you gave yourself but one too many Everybody there. wears one glove, Matt, but he starts putting the yeah. other glove OJ's on. OJ's got That's the second you glove. Know. Yeah. You're like, birdie, birdie juice. Yeah. You're good. You're good. You win. He's cleaning his ball while sharpening a knife. Uh, allegedly. Yeah. Anyways, so you want to rate this one? I think that's uh, unless you guys have more to add. Well, did you notice how uh, Joe really wants Brian to get in shape? Mm-hmm. This felt this felt like a friend going to someone who's tried to encourage him and just said for the last time, like, let's do this. You know what I mean? And if he doesn't, if we can't pick to get this ball rolling now, then it's true. You he go did, your own way. He did. Uh, sorry, Kamar. He did say that he would do it all, film it all, and that that way, you know, he didn't say it, but that way he's making money off it yeah. and getting, you know, using the Rogan machine to boost his career. It's just so interesting as Brian orbits around Joe, decides not to be healthy, like just proactively. It's it's just so strange. You think everyone is, because Jamie runs, right? Like running for exercise. That's why he's a skinny guy. And you guys couldn't see that, but we got the good old running moves. Well, they, they, neither, you guys didn't see these guys not now. Their heads just turned. We're like, yeah, running. We know what it yeah. is. Well, I just thought you were like, Jamie runs, right? Like, so like, we got yeah. it. He's somewhat athletic, and Brian just. Because Brian is actually like the moon <laughs> rotating around Joe. Literally. Yeah. Jab of the hut on the moon. I'm glad you brought that up, though, because real quick, I mentioned this a couple weeks ago, and it there's something about this podcast to me that has it's kind of detached itself from the everyday, the everyday, I don't want to say Joe, cause that's his name, but it used to be, it used to seem like it was just a couple of guys that you could relate to just kind of sitting around shooting the shit. Whereas it definitely seems now more like it's just not as accessible. Like Joe's just constantly like, you're making money. Why don't you get a nutritionist? Why don't you do this, do that stem cells, this, that like, I believe that most people that listen to Joe's podcast cannot afford the luxuries that Joe is constantly waxing poetic about. And it kind of bothers me, to be honest. So would you rather he just not talk about that? Because they're not going to lie about it. He's not going to be like, no, you should go out and join fucking uh, now fitness or whatever the hell it's called for $50 a month. He's got, you know, he drives fucking Porsches. Listen, you make a great point. I'm not saying I have a solution to it. I'm just saying that there's sometimes when I hear that stuff, like I would love to get a nutritionist. I would love to do like, you know what I mean? He just Joe makes a lot of this stuff seem like anyone. I think that's my issue is that Joe always makes it seem like, guys, it's real easy to just go out and and be fit and be I wanted to bring this up too it seems like Joe is just great at life and he thinks that everyone else is equally good at life they just haven't harnessed that I don't think like some people pick up a basketball and can just naturally shoot a beautiful jump shot Beethoven sat at a fucking piano and just knew he didn't have to really be taught he just knew and I think Joe is just good at living life and he thinks everyone else is and it's not that easy He's Richard Sherman. Yeah. Remember when you tried to skip better? Yeah. I'm better at life than you skip. Yeah. And that's, 
like, I, but uh, are you taking away? Like, obviously, we know from just watching Joe, the guy gets totally obsessed with things and of has course. a crazy work ethic. I know that. So, is it impossible that he just translated that into the things that were important for him and was able to? Because he's not good at everything. He's a terrible basketball player. He's terrible at most sports. He's good at the things that he set his mind to being really good at. You're missing my point. I'm not saying that. I I understand that work ethic is definitely what got Joe to where he is. My point was more just that like there are people that have the same work ethic as Joe and have not found the same success as him. So you can't just chalk it up to like, well, he's got a good work ethic and he just concentrates on like the few things that he likes. To me, I feel like, I don't know, like I said, I just think he's, he's, he's obviously from a young age had it dialed in as far as just like how to go from a to B to get shit done. And to like, I don't know. And uh, I'm sorry. I'm just trying to look for the spot where he had something handed to him. You know what I mean? I'm not saying he had anything handed. Is that how I'm coming off? That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is Simon, you can look at everyone and say, everyone has a talent, right? Like we'd hope we'd like to say that whether you find that talent or not, everyone's probably good at one thing, right? At least one thing. My point to you is maybe Joe is just like, maybe his talent is life. I know that sounds ridiculous because that's not really like a, a tangible talent. He sort of had the podcast handed to him, you know, by Brian, like Joe do this. It's like, I don't know. And look at these guys. I mean, yeah, in a way he has had his biggest cash cow, but that's not what even, that's, that's not what I'm talking about. There's no way there was intent to get here. At any no, point, I, you know I, what I mean? Again, I don't... Things happen because they happen, but sometimes they do, you know? That's it. Like, listen, I'm, I understand that LeBron James, as much as he's a gifted basketball player, he had to work his ass off. He gave up his childhood to be in the gym practicing. I get that. But I'm... I don't know. It just seems like Joe thinks that we all have this in us to simply, like, David Goggins everything, and I just don't... I don't know. Do you agree, Kamar? What do you? Well, I know the the next podcast we're going to discuss that they don't agree. Who doesn't agree? Him, uh, and Cam Haynes, Dave Goggins, Joe Rogan. They, okay. they, they did everything. Everyone has it in them. The look Simon's giving me right now. I don't know if everybody has it in them. I just, I think that maybe a lot of people end up focusing on the wrong things, and not obviously not by choice. You know, that's life sometimes, right? Like it the wrong things weigh you down. Maybe Joe is just better at navigating those so he doesn't get stuck on the things that weigh him down and he's able to dedicate his time to the things that I get it. My my point though is that he speaks, he often speaks about it like it's the easiest thing in the world and that's what gets me. Like that's why I'm very careful about, I don't know, forget it. We'll move on. Mm -hmm. Okay. You can tell when Simon wants to move on. No, I I just, he's immediately like, yep, yep. I have no more argument to give you. Well, there was no argue. I wasn't trying to argue with you. I think that's the other problem that we had. Okay. That you always think I'm trying to fucking argue with you. Oh, I was trying to argue with you. Great. Anyways, let's move on. So Brian, Red Band. We got to rate it. Yeah. The, the brick, the foundation, the legend. Number one. Everything's come up, Brian. He's doing well. Uh, I'd like to know his net worth. I'd like to know what Brian is worth. He's on his way. I heard another podcaster talk about Tony Hinchcliffe's a millionaire. And I mean, he's done Netflix and all this stuff, but it's not like he, they're going to, he said they're going to Australia, like he's touring and I don't think it was a lot of expenses as he drives a Honda. 
he's on his way. He's doing well. Golden Pony. If we always wonder if he gets some sort of action from the Joe Rogan experience as a founding father, a little five percent taste for wet the beak. I, I give this a three. It was all right. That's really. a great. Yeah. Do you think he does? We've we've pondered. I, I think he deserves it. If if that's a thing, I bet you Joe made some deal with him when he left. Joe takes care of everyone. Yeah, Joe takes care of him. No, I think if he made a deal when he left, he paid him out and was like, this is it. This mm. is my podcast Yeah, that's now. possible, too. If anything. That's it's possible, just, too. It's just grown to such an amazing thing now. Like, it's it's unreal. Anyway, rate the episode. Zion, we'll start with you. He already rated it. I give it a three. Oh, you give it a three. My apologies. And I'll give this one a uh, one and a half. And you didn't even know he was wearing a spacesuit. I had no idea he was wearing a spacesuit. I give it a three and a half. This was Brian's. This was hands down Brian's best episode ever. And unless it was, I agree with that. It was Brian, Joe, and Jamie. Jamie was really in there. Yeah, Jamie was in there too. No, it was a great. This felt just like uh, it almost felt like this was the conversation you would get three years ago or four years ago if a guest, if the, the guest was like two hours late and they just started rolling. Mm-hmm. That sort of thing. And uh, final thoughts, Kamara? You know, I'm not as uh, Brian's biggest fan, but I love consistency. So Brian's always going to just be Brian. Good power, power to him. Joe talks the most um, when Brian's on more than any other guest. I saw the, the chart the other day. He's a soundboard. I didn't find that in this episode, though. No, I, Brian had a real voice. Here. I agree with Matt. I thought it was his best episode thus far. And, and you uh, still gave it a one and a half. Well, because I just thought the episode was boring, but I told you before his skeptic tank episode, I had just listened to it. If I had known he was going to be on Rogan, I wouldn't have listened to that one. And then maybe I would have been more into this one. But that one was so much. The skeptic tank was so much better than this episode. Hmm. It was like a four. Hmm. Yeah, it was really good. It got right. like the whole history of podcasting. It's worth and listening everyone's to. Everyone's podcast. And I know you guys are all mad at Ari, but you should still, you know, check that out. All right. Well, let's move on. Cam Haynes. Let's fucking get it done. Now, have you guys ever heard of the Barbara Streisand effect? Hold on. What number is it? 1366 Cam Haynes. Go ahead. Go Barbara ahead. Streisand Go effect. Go ahead, Kamar. So some pictures were taken of uh, her dog or her house or something. Okay. And so she went on the internet, please don't do this, and then all the pictures got taken. You know what I mean? Yeah. So if you ask for something not to happen, you're willing it almost upon yourself. And I think these guys just should not have had this podcast knowing that that's the situation. So Goggins is coming is what you're saying. Well, that could be even worse. But just this guy was like addressing online comments and just like it just didn't make sense. It it it, it was uncharacteristic of uh, these guys. First of all, this was one of the worst podcasts ever because there is absolutely nothing worse than two people talking to each other about something they had just done. Like telling stories back and forth about something that they literally just did on oh, when you went over the the thing there and hit that shot. Oh, that was incredible. That's, that's some of the worst kind of fucking banter that you could listen to. It's just a G up fest. Oh, this was the biggest fucking hunting circle jerk ever. You're the be- best runner ever. Wow. You kept up with me. Like you just, whatever compliment they gave each other. It was, it was a super bro supportive. 
I have a theory as to what I think is going on with uh, Cam Haynes in particular, but I think it happens with a couple of Rogan guests is that Rogan feels a real debt of gratitude to Cam Haynes for the whole bow and arrow thing um, and introducing him to hunting. And I think that like Cam Haynes, this was so boring. I am with you, Kamar. Like he had no business being on here, but I think Joe like once a year is like, I have to keep this guy relevant. I have to keep reintroducing him to my audience. And that's what we're getting here. We're just getting it. Cause if you go back and listen to the last time he was on exact same podcast. And if you go back to the last time he was on before that exact same podcast, like it is just, they, they actually talk about the same things every time. It's, I, it's, that's what I think is going on. Sustainability of hunting, having your meat, feeding same, your family. Same with Renella. You know, I think that's another one. What was interesting is on the weekend, they were talking about the two-hour two two uh, marathon. And then it happened. And then it happened, yeah. yeah. That was the coolest part for me. You saw that Simon that a guy ran a guy ran a marathon in under two hours. That's crazy. So just do me a favor because I did this with my wife. Yeah. But um, if or I can do it. What's the math on that? Because I already know the oh, math. Okay, tell me because it's ridiculous. It's like uh, what is it? It's two. I think it's two minutes and fifty seconds per kilometer for the entire race. Yeah, exactly. That something like that. I think it's a four. It's just over the four minute mile. For the entire 26 miles, so I believe. Every kilometer, or that's not going to help American, but whatever. Every, what, let's say every mile, you're running that same speed for the whole marathon. It's, it's keep in mind, so though, crazy. Keep in mind, there is, there is a little bit of an asterisk, in my opinion. This is set up for him. There's, I think there's 12 other runners on the course that are there to deflect wind and on the the one that just got set yes oh i thought it was just in a marathon no it's not that's the thing there's the only other runners on this course are there to help this guy beat the time i did not know that that's their job i didn't know that either yeah so they all they basically run and they rotate getting in front of him to to fuck up the to make him more aerodynamic right so he can listen i'm not taking away from it it's absolutely insane do you know how long it would take me to go 26 miles Probably somewhere in the seven-hour range. A couple of days. <laughs> yeah. I, don't I know. can't Fuck. believe Cam Haynes was complaining about running. Like it's not easy. Like was... I don't know if you saw two Goggins had to pull out of the Moab this weekend. I definitely did not see that because I don't keep tabs on him. But he must be angry. Yeah, he was. He was pretty pissed. I got to tell you though, I met a guy. Well, not met him. I know this guy. But this weekend, I was talking to him uh, to this Thanksgiving thing, and he had just killed a moose. And when you hear a story, but you're hearing it from somebody you actually know, so you can literally put them in the situation, it makes it a heck of a lot more interesting than hearing Cam Haynes talk about it when you, you know. Did you watch it? Did I watch? Did they he, post he never him? No, just the, uh, I think it's on Instagram of him killing the buck, which they just spoke of. No. I so didn't. it gave it a bit of context. Help me. I didn't. I can't say I did. My whole thing is this. I don't give it like, I don't care. If you want to hunt, hunt. It's legal. It's fine. I have no problem with hunting. I, I don't even care what you do it for. If you want to just kill an animal, as much as I like animals, I think you're a fucked up person if you just want to go out and kill an animal. If you want to do it for meat, that's even better. But my weird thing is like, it felt this episode like, it almost felt like 
they were just like they spent an hour justifying hunting almost they, but, but almost to themselves it, it didn't feel go ahead Kamar. they their their justification of hunting is promoting hunting but they just if they didn't promote it they wouldn't have to justify it because it wouldn't do you, do you know what i mean no i know what you mean it, just, it, it it was very oh go ahead simon yeah this is full do your thing because you come Hold on the show and talk about how harmless it is you create more enemies if you guys just go hunt and be happy you'll be fine well and even worse is like it it really seemed like a circle jerk too because then joe's like do you think do you think maybe like this podcast had something to do with that joe joe come on like what is going on here, it's, Joe? It's, what are we doing? And he's like, "Yeah, maybe, may, uh, yeah, that's possible. It's ridiculous. Stop talking about hunting. If you, if you want to hunt, unscrutinize or having to justify it every time, just just don't talk about it. I swear well, to God." And it, sorry, it goes back to my other thing I was trying to get to at the end of the Red Band episode. Is he's then there like all these people like must be nice, must be nice. Like, yeah, Joe, because most of your listeners are broke and cannot live by the means that you live by. So. Yeah, there's a lot of times where you post stuff and even I think to myself like, wow, I don't even say it in like a, I'm not saying it with that connotation, but I say it like, wow, man, that must fucking be nice. Like even the Sober October thing, how they're like, I can't remember who it was. I think it was, I was listening to Two Bears, One Cave and they were like, I don't know why we don't do this all the time. And I was thinking like, yeah, you guys are rich. I also don't know why you don't do fun shit with your friends all the time. I know like, why I don't do that all the time. <laughs> that's where I was at is I'm sitting there thinking like, yeah, I know why we don't do this because we don't have the means, but you guys are fucking, you guys have all the fucking free time, time and money and in money. the world. That's, that's the combination you need. Yeah. I mean, maybe less so with Joe. I know Joe is probably busier than the rest of them, but it just, it, it just goes back to me like saying, you know, as fun as it is to watch these guys do it, it kind of at the end of the day is like, this isn't an accessible life for 95% of the people out there. So. Sorry, I don't mean to be arbitrary again here. I'm just not sure what you want them to do. Like, are they supposed to lie about the way they're living their lives to make us feel better? No, you know you're I mean? taking... No, listen, all I'm saying is Joe has this air of like... I don't know why everyone isn't doing this. He constantly has that feeling of like, I don't know why people don't do this. It's just, it's so... It's so... Oh, it, it's great. Do you get that? Am I being obstinate here? Like, I don't, I don't feel that. Yes, you definitely are. First of all, I'm talking, so you're definitely being I, that way. Oh, you can't go to him. Is he the impartial judge? The one you just pointed out right there? The guy who fin- who started this by saying, I agree with a lot of what Simon we, says. We have to ask somebody. You want me to ask Chico? No, because we know he'd agree with me. So that's again. I'm not sure. Go on. I think in the past, um, I've had some sort of viewpoint of Joe, especially more with him maybe not recognizing his fame. Or his stature is, but I think he's starting to become more aware, self-aware of how fortunate he is. And okay, but this is where I disagree because again, him like, dude, you're sitting on a podcast that you're about to make fifty thousand dollars from in advertising dollars, give or take, and you're sitting there. You have the audacity to ask a rhetorical question like, "Do you think that this podcast had anything to do with the the influx of bow hunting?" Like. Oh, no, that's just... That's just the most jerk-yourself-off fucking shit in the world. And that's my point, Simon, is like... The stuff they're complaining about is a product of them doing these podcasts. That, too. They're then complaining, like, well, now when we go out, there's people all over these spots. And it's like, yeah, that's because you're blowing up your own set, you fucking moron. Like, I can't yeah, even it, I can't even hear this anymore. I let in with this. There's no reason for them to do this. This is the Barbra Streisand effect. Like, I'm sorry. I don't know what you want me to tell you guys, but we all agree with what they've said by the for the meat, whatever, but... To deflect it, you're just going to get more of it. 
Like if I gave out all three of our phone numbers right now and this week we were inundated with phone calls, that's my bad. That's I. What am I going to do? Get on the next podcast and be like, I can't believe you fucking idiots <laughs> called us. Like, what do you expect? Absolutely. That's all I'm saying. I know Simon is very pro Joe and anti Floyd. So <laughs> that's not true. I just I'm I'm trying to relate to what you're saying. And I just when I listen to Joe, sometimes he aggravates me for sure. But it's more with like the um, I'm with you on like the nutrition stuff, because a lot of us just don't have the means to he has all this equipment in his house. He can have rejuvenation shots he has young blood being pumped into him or whatever you know what even, i mean dude like, even listen even vitamins do you know how much an ex, like a serious vitamin regimen is it's not fucking cheap so for go ahead no that's all i'm saying is like but he's also listen so I, disciplined so it's hard to say like even if i had that stuff at my disposal i'm such a dink that i probably wouldn't do it anyways you know sure i i listen i I just, it feels to me more now than ever, like when Joe goes on these rants, it's like he's really just preaching to like maybe 50 people out there that are built like him and that, I don't know. That's all I'm saying. A lot more hunters than 50 people. I'm not talking about the hunting. I'm talking about just like improving, just the self-improvement through all this stuff. But again, him going off about like how you know, just there's nothing like shooting that buck out there and no one will understand it and like, I don't know. Yeah. Why does that bother you? You sold me on that. That that took my breath away, and I wanted to. to yeah, I don't really get why that part bothers you. Like you, you're against hunting. Is that why it bothers? No, you? I said I don't care. Listen, uh, my whole thing is I just like you can have that same feeling. That's not even unaccessible. Of course, no, no, no. To you, you know? Of course, inaccessible. That's, to no, no, you. and that's not my beef. There, my okay. beef there is more just that. Like, I don't know. It just seems v- they're sitting there making this thing that they do. That again, I don't think, I think that's the other thing too is, and I can't believe I'm about to say this, but like, it's a very fucking white male thing to like, do you know what it's like to go out there and shoot a buck? Like, well, no, most people don't have the means to go out there and get a hunting permit and buy a gun and go out or, or become a bow hunter. Like Joe has a fucking virtual bow hunting thing in his million dollar compound. No, those are all things you could do. Like, that's where I'm like his wealth isn't helping him with the hunting. Lots of people hunt all across uh, North America. Did you just say his wealth isn't helping him with the hunting? Because you know that's... You, you, you can't sit here and say that. That's fucking insane. Uh, okay, fine. He could hunt without spending as much money as he does. I will agree with that statement 100%. But and to sit here and argue that Joe's wealth hasn't, A, made him a much better hunter much faster, his his accessibility oh, yeah, yeah, to sure. the people too. For like sure. This is what I'm saying is like, if I want to go out and start bow hunting, do you think that I'm going to excel at it? There's my good point. Do you think I have the means to excel at it the way Joe does or, or put in the time that Joe does? That's what really kills me is that Joe from a young age had the means to pour in as much time as he could to the things he loved. Most people don't have that. Simon, you don't have that. No, but he didn't have that at a young age. He worked until like Joe's 60, right? Or yeah, 50 or whatever. He's 53, but he had the dude at like 20. Like what, how old was he when he got on news radio? It's like early 20s. 25 or something, I think. Listen, that's pretty fucking young. But again, young to, he didn't start uh, he was using hustling. that money for good until way later than that. You're missing my point, though. No, but to say use You're it going for back good, to when he had the landline with the Quake. Sure, think about it like that. Like, he mm-hmm. was so into Quake that, dude, 
there's a lot of people I know that are really into video games don't have the, the means to put a $10,000 a month line into their home for better internet. All I'm saying is those things, Simon, are what I'm talking about is he, he makes it seem like it's just his work ethic that gets him there. It's a lot of people have the drive and like, dude, I know that if you had the money right now, you would probably love to sit in your studio and just do art for the most part, right? Yeah, of course. Like if you could, if you won $50 million tomorrow, you wouldn't stop doing art. You would probably just triple down on it, right? Yeah, I'd stop doing my job. Precisely. And that's all I'm saying is Joe treats the average Joe. And we've said this before, like just quit your job. It's not that, oh, you hate your job. Just go and quit it. You can go. That's how you follow your dreams. That's- uh, <laughs> again, I think, it, uh, look, we're not going to argue this. This is, I, I think Joe's saying that as a bigger picture thing. I don't think he's actually telling anybody to go quit their jobs. But he said that. Yeah, but again, I think he's saying it metaphorically. I think it's like, if you're not happy, you can change that. Like, if you if if you really don't like where you're working and it's terrible and you hate it, then you can do something else. It might end up being equally as terrible. Who knows? Yeah, okay. But again, I go back to the fact that like from the age of 25 on, he's never really had to struggle. So it's very easy for him to be like, if you don't like your spot, listen, if you're a if you're a fucking single parent with two kids, do you really have the option to just, you know what? I'm going to take a chance. I'm going to quit this job. And fuck no, you don't. No, you don't. And I refuse to sit here and have you tell me you couldn't just quit your job tomorrow. No, of course not. Of course not. But maybe he's talking to a guy who doesn't have kids and who is in a shitty job and is just staying there because he thinks that's the only way to do things. And there's another way. All I'm saying, though, is that's a dangerous thing to be putting out there to such a large audience because there is someone with two kids, some fucking retard with two kids who's going to go, well, Joe Rogan told me that if I want to follow my dream of being a fucking whatever, I should just quit my job. And then that guy's kids fucking starve and he ends up, you know what I mean? I'm just saying. I think that Joe sometimes pushes the boundaries given the, the size of his audience. He doesn't have 100,000 listeners anymore. He may have suggested one or too many, too many podcasts. Oh, fuck. For other people. <laughs> Throw it yeah, that too. Jesus Christ. Sorry, Simon. Go ahead. That's okay. Um, so just off that topic. I don't for even a know how I got bought down. I don't even been, care. I have been thinking a lot about what I could kill. With your hands? No, with a gun. Okay. And well, what do you mean? Because I've been thinking about getting my gun license. Yeah. Okay. I've been contemplating hunting. Do you mean what you could kill with your, like what your conscience would allow you to kill? Right. That's what I'm getting. Okay. Yes. Thank sorry. You. I think I could kill everything with the gun. Well, that's where I was at. I was like, well, what kind of gun are you buying? I think I could kill, kill it all the okay. whole world with the gun. But no, I'm saying <laughs> like, if I decided I did want to go hunt to use that gun, yeah. what would I hunt? I don't think I could hunt like, um, an, Cause then I'd also have to skin that and gut it and cart it out of there, you know? Right. So well, that's where I'm at. Obviously I'm not getting moose or deer or anything like that. Cause I don't think I could hind quarter that shit up. I don't think my, I would be able to do that. I don't but think I, any of these guys go by themselves. I think if I had to, I could do a bird. Like a bird seems to me carry back on a stick. I've seen enough chickens all like that already where they're still full. You know what I'm saying? Where we only well, see in the steak. field in the field, you don't have to do anything. Like Kamar said, you just grab the chicken by the neck and you're gone. 
Right. Well, I'd have to do it when I got home. Sure, so. but again, you just you just put the bird in a fucking pot of boiling right. water, rip the feathers off, and oh. then you're pretty much good to go. You again, were, you still gotta. I know there's a few things in the inside that you want to take gizzards, out, but we do that for Thanksgiving anyway. That was my point, Matthew. Yeah. Is that I think is doable for me, and if if I'm gonna do this, I'm gonna like hunt pheasant. To what about a pig? No, I don't think problem. I could. They're a big problem. I, I have the I solution. I agree, but I don't think I could cut it up. Like, and you uh, think you'll be doing this? Sorry, Matt. No, you think no, you'll okay. be doing this with a handgun. No. Oh, well, uh, where I, do you get a handgun? Because you just went. I'm getting my uh, thing of getting my gun license. Well, okay, maybe I'll. When oh, I get good so, enough, I'll go. No, this is so much guns. more exciting now. Simon out hunting with a handgun. <laughs> Miami Vice got a revolver. No, like when I get really good, I'll do it duck hunt style. Sure, sure, yeah. Fair enough. That's realistic. Um, you'd be better off the shotgun. I figured well, it out for I'll you. I'll start with the shotgun, Simon. I figured it out. Mm. What you do is this: you find a group of hunters and you go on your first hunt with them and you shoot the animal and since you don't really know what you're doing they have to do most of the cutting open the animal and the quartering and stuff and then you just go find a to you got guys that was great thanks but i gotta be honest i don't think hunting's for me and then you go find a new group of hunters and you go on your first hunt and you pull the same old scam that way you never you just get to kill the animal. You get the meat, but you never have to do any of the. That's it's a very good idea, Matt. But it doesn't help me in the apocalypse because then I'll have to do it myself, and I won't know how to do it. So I figure if I'm going to do it, I need to do it. Well, foul, I see foul, you're smart enough. I feel like if birds. you watch someone do something five or six times, you could eventually figure it out. Wild turkey. So how about this? I'll hunt the birds by myself. I'll do all the work. Yeah. Duck, but, but to did. get me my first four-legged creatures, yeah, I will use Matt's uh, technique. There you go. But you can also be a trapper and catch bunny rabbits and the like, like that. That's true. Yeah, using just like snares and stuff. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, I'd like to learn that too. I watch a Survivor Man do that a lot, so I feel quite confident in my but ability dude, I could to not, uh, catch Martin and whatnot. I couldn't skin a rabbit. Just oh, uh, ripping the f oh, I could. that's fucking I could. terrible. It would be terrible. It would be horrible. But like, I feel disconnected enough from. No, you know what? A rabbit would be very hard. That's what because I look hard. at a rabbit. I'm like, there's nothing yeah. different from my dog and yeah, this rabbit. No, a rabbit is. Oh, if you rabbit. caught it in the snare and still got a snap. And the snap. way that's what I'm saying. And, and then like rip all the skin. Fuck like that. Matt said, the way you do it is so heinous, right? Like you're pulling it right off until one leg is left, and then it comes off like a whole pajama suit. Yeah, no, I. That's what I'm saying. I, yeah. That's yeah, why you got to know your limits. <laughs> there was one point Cam Haynes was talking about uh, some sort of bait that even bears it one eat or something. I can't remember. Anyways. Oh, it was goat meat. Goat. That's what it is. Yeah. Good call. I'm, I listen. This one I actually listened to. No, uh, I, I don't mind Cam Haynes. And obviously I love Joe, but I can imagine that goat meat would be fucking God awful. Unless you're in a place that only cows, has goat. Like they were saying. One good piece of information that I did get out of this, which I kind of knew already, but it just reminded me, was the whole people buying donkeys because they fight the coyotes. They stomp coyotes to death when they come into the uh, cattle. I didn't hear that. I don't remember that. Whatever. Really. Yeah, so that's a thing. I hmm. I looked it up. Definitely a thing. And They're people, not afraid. People use llamas for the same thing, um, but you have to have two llamas because they're very, they need each other. Yeah. But they, yeah, they stomp coyotes to death. Yeah, I want to move to the country and get some alpacas. Mm. Maybe it was alpacas and not llamas. I but think whatever. it's alpacas. Wasn't there an alpaca farm that got murdered by a bunch of foxes? Or Maybe it was mountain lion. Mountain lion, Maybe yeah. it was mountain lion. No, they yeah, were talking about that. about that, yeah. How someone had an alpaca farm and a bunch of them got jacked. So that's but. what it is, yeah. You've got to fear the coyotes. 
But that episode of um, of uh, Cam Haynes and David Goggins, whatever they were doing, where they were running together and doing that whole day together, that is just, I couldn't imagine a lease. Uh, a less fun time for you. Feeling yeah, more that, inadequate. Well, no, I just, I would never watch it or listen to it, but if they were trying to make like a fuck off Simon episode, that's the one. Oh, Goggins and Haynes on it. Combo. Just Combo effect. Tag team. Jocko David, Wilnick on the other side. David Goggins should sell the opposite of what he does to Joe. He should sell that as a service where like you can wake up to a voice text from David Goggins like, you're a pussy. You are not good enough. You are not made of the kind of steel that men are. And then you could wake up to that and be like, I got to fucking go out there and get this. What was he saying? Like, that's what I need. Like that? Yeah. Who's going to hold the wood? Push the boat. (laughs) But it was funny when they were talking about Goggins doing that marathon and he's all by himself and the guy's like, and he's just yelling, you don't know me. (laughs) Who's going to hold the boat? Who's going to hold the boat? What's what is that? I don't even know. I think it was some sort of like biblical reference to the. What did the guy say? Noah's Ark. Who's he talking to? No one. Pancakes. Waffles. Yeah, whatever it was. Hash brown. Hash brown. Why do I keep, keep thinking it's pancakes? We all think it's something different. Because that's how you remember the, 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 the bandwidth. That's all we have uh, room for. Did you think it was strange when he said he felt like a phony? Who said that? Joe Cameron or Haynes. Karen? I mean, Joe sort of empathized with him, but he was like, I do all this stuff and I, I just don't I, don't, I don't even understand how he can feel like a phony. Yeah, no, he has shit to show for his... Uh... And yet. Yeah, but you know what? Any, I got to tell you, anything I'm even half decent at, I feel like I'm faking the funk too. Like I, anything I'm half decent at, I feel like I'm like, this is... I'm just getting lucky this time. All right, and I've been lucky every time I've done this. I, I hear what you're saying. Like if I bowl a good game, I'm like, I'm not good. I just got lucky that one. Like even if I bowled 10 good games in a row, you know what I mean? I just, I don't know. Like even shooting the gun at the cottage, Simon. I was like, I'm not actually good at this. This is not shooting. I agree. You were just getting lucky. And no matter how good you get at it, you'll never feel that way. I yeah. mean, that's what he's sort of implying. It was very interesting, I thought. Uh, I didn't think this podcast. was interesting. I thought this podcast fucking sucked. Yeah. Well, I no, their message, the intent, yeah, was negative. You know what's hilarious too, Simon? So we texted back and forth last night about the throwback that we had to do. And I was like, well, I guess I'll rip through it tonight unless Kamar doesn't respond. And then you said, yeah, I still have to listen to Cam Haynes. And I went, ugh. Dude, I listened to Tom Green last night, finished it at 4.30 in the morning and was like, I I should go to bed. And I look, luckily I look at the app and I was like, I have 39 minutes of Cam Haynes left. I was like, fuck. So I had to still struggle through 40 minutes at 4 a.m. or 5 a.m. Well, it was actually, it must have been 5 because at 5.30 you sent sent me an Instagram. Instagram, I was up. I know you were. I got it. Yeah. But I was like, what the fuck is he doing up? You didn't laugh? You didn't send me anything I back? did. Yeah. No, I just didn't actually know if it had come. No, that's showbiz, baby. Late. Yeah. <laughs> so anything that ends that <laughs> showbiz, know. baby, that's, is right up my that's alley. Specifically, I was like, well, this is Simon's tagline, yeah. so this has him written all yeah, over it. That's great. That was funny. Uh, Kamara, unless you have anything else, I'm done with. The, I'm done. Done yeah, with I'm Cam done Haynes. Too. And I mean forever on the Joe Rogan experience. I also think I've had enough for a little bit. Um, no, I, I mean, I respect it, but the dog love. Oh, no. Talking I'll, how much you love dog. No, like, no. I'll take that forever. Do you know what I think? All the guests. Okay. Do you okay. know what I think the good news is? Yeah, you don't have a dog, so you don't get it. And you know what? A year ago, I would have been with you. 100%. Simon knows. Now he's team dog. Hundred. Yeah. I will say this. If you're anti-dog, 
fucking get uh, one. I'm not anti-dog. I'm just... No, even if you're on the... If you're anything other than pro-dog, get one. Life changer. Game changer. You hear me, Chico? That's if you don't have kids. Well, I don't have kids. So no, that's, what, that's yeah. what I'm saying. Yeah, I, think yeah, it's I, mean, a, I think it's a life changer if you don't already have children. <clears throat> sure. Yeah, I no, guess yeah. that's not to say I have both. So no, I, know. I obviously love dogs. Yeah, yeah. I'm just but you can't get a dog if you have a baby. No, he's just saying that the it, the magnitude isn't quite there, there if you've a had a child. Impact for Matt yeah. because he is childless. Precisely. No I offense. knew what you were saying. No, no. I, how can I take offense that I've chosen not to have kids? Well, so. if you, maybe you didn't. All right, glad <laughs> I put that out there. Um, what was I? Uh, oh fuck! I had something good to say there too, and then we got lost with the dogs. Oh well. Well, I, I'll bring you, I asked Kamar if he had anything to add. He said no. We both said we were done with Cameron Haynes. Yeah, no, it's no. it's fine. It won't come back to can't, me. Can't won't even, it won't even make it to the post, Joe. I, gar- I guarantee it. All right. Well, there you go. Uh, that being said, uh, thanks, as always, for listening. We really appreciate oh, it. Oh, shit. We didn't rate him. Oh, yeah. wow. That so, was close. Yeah. Let's slow, slow the boat there, Matty. Yeah. Uh, go ahead, Simon. We'll start with okay, you. Okay. Well, I... Oh, Sorry, that's what I was going to say. Thank you. <laughs> no, see, we did get there. Boom. I was going to say, the, the, I think the best part about this podcast is knowing now that Joe is most likely not going to go away on a hunt or most likely have another hunter on for at least the next couple of months. Uh, sorry. What? Did you not hear him? What? He said Joe was going away next week. Oh, really? Yeah, to hunt again. I thought he said, because I thought Unless Joe... Unless I misheard. I thought what Joe said was, that's why I only book two hunts a year and he's already done two well but then cam said but you're going away next week so you have another chance to whatever oh. so i don't know i don't know what's going on i mean then i'm wrong look i fucking hope we're done with the hunting but who knows he might be going away next week where hasn't he been yet it's his passion has he been to lanai this year yeah he has eh? and he's done the big one with the boys so yeah, I mean, maybe you're right, Maddie. Okay, well, we'll see. Like how next much week. fucking elk meat do you need, Joe? No, he has enough elk meat now. Anyway, all right, rate it, Simon. Sorry, I give this one a one. Come on, I give it a two. I give this one a point five. That sounds about right. Uh, final thoughts, Mad or uh, come on. Just stop talking about it. You're perpetuating. Like it's just stop talking about it. Just hunt and be happy and enjoy it. I have a final thought. Wow. Oh, I just we we do this for the listeners. Don't if you haven't, don't bother. Just don't listen to this episode unless you're wildly into hunting. But I got to say, I think even if you're wildly into hunting, this is really just a big circle jerk of two grown men. So unless you're into that, if you're into circle jerks, then this episode is for you. But there you go. other than that, I don't think anyone should bother wasting their two hours on this episode. Well that's, said. It's my opinion. And my final thought is a lot of what Matt just said. <clears throat> but Cam Haynes is a great guy. Like I, I can't tell you enough not how saying, great a guy yeah, I yeah, think he is. That's not. He's he's, he's like a Shane Dorian. He's very nice. He's Shane polite. Dorian. He's not better than Shane Dorian in any respect. Um, but he's really polite. He's really nice. He's like. But again, I just Holy he's a one-time, two-time guest at the most on Joe Rogan. Well, have you never so which heard goes before, back right? to my theory. And there you go. Yeah, unless this guy sees Bigfoot. <laughs> and has footage which with your luck 
He'll probably be back in a month with Bigfoot footage. That's all. You know what? Changer. That is a game changer, Matt. That's all we can hope from one of these hunting episodes is that one of these guys is coming on because, like I said, taking a picture and not knowing. You know, he's filming like the bobcat or the uh, the elk he's sneaking up on, and who's off in the distance or right next to him? Cameron Ains. B. Igfoot. Bob Igfoot. Bob Igfoot. There you go. All right. Well. Uh, that was another uh, another interesting week. Uh, thanks so much for listening. Thank you so much for listening. As always, if you want to contact us, you can email us at uh, jreepodcast at gmail.com. You know what? I'm just going to put this out there. Email us with just one, two words. Just email us saying, I listen. Because I, this week, am back to, I don't think more than 100 people listen to this thing. We have 30 people on the Patreon, so that's 30 guaranteed. You're looking for another 70? 70 emails? (laughs) Be careful what you wish for. They'll send them. You're fucked. Well, we'll see. Uh, But you can contact us, jreee at gmail.com. We have an Instagram, jreepodcast at gmail.com. It's mostly just thumbs up photos. Um, No, it's at jreepodcast. That's what I said. Well, then you add it at gmail.com for the Instagram. Oh, sorry. Who fucking cares? Well, I'm just helping right. you out. No, thanks, thanks. I appreciate that. You can follow Kamar on Instagram. Instagram and Twitter at Kamar Babar for the weather and other things. At gmail.com. <laughs> yeah. And you can uh, follow Simon on Instagram. Bigfoot Sighting Society. There you go. Gmail.com. At gmail.com, yeah. And um, we have a Patreon. It's uh, patreon.com slash J-R-E-E podcast. The juiciest of Patreons. Uh, if you join the Patreon... You will get the post, Joe, uh, on the same day as the regular episode. And we also release an episode of This Won't Age Well um, most Mondays. And it's the purest way to support the show. It is the purest. Really is. Well, I would actually say that just listening to every episode is the purest way to support the show. Um, but if you want to give us extra support in the monetary department, then you can head over to the Patreon. You can join for as little as $1 a month. What a steal. Um, other than that, Thank you guys so much. Like we said, happy Thanksgiving if you're Canadian. <clears throat> happy Columbus Day if you're American. Uh, if you're First Nations. Oh, man, we're sorry. And uh, I think that's it. Have a great week. Great weekend. Keep your eyes open. 